0: Good evening, everybody. It is August the 2nd, 2023. I'm your North Texas attorney, uh, Sean, coming with you with a doctor and lawyer walking to a podcast, and of course, the doctor to this famous show, Dr. Blom. Dr. Blom, how are you? Good
1: evening, everyone. We are doing podcast at night. It is nighttime, and it is August. Sean Esquire, did we get the date in there?
0: Yeah, I said August 2nd
1: nailed it good yes uh yeah we're doing uh, a night night podcast right out of the gates and uh happy to be here we are on a bit of delay with episodes uh we talked about last time summertime, traveling goofing off all of that so thank you for everyone for bearing with us and thank you new listeners for for coming into the fray uh welcome thank you for uh thank you for being here
0: yes so um we've got this will be a fun podcast i think tonight so We got some good follow up. We got some excellent beer talk and um, some pretty good historical events.
1: Can I talk? Can I say what the what the episode, what kind of episode this is going to be? Can I? Oh, yeah.
0: You were going to title this one. What is this
1: kind of like uh, just title itself in general? And then overall, like the philosophy this episode, everyone. Out of this world. That's what this episode is, is it it is out of this? that's right. Yeah, I plan to make that. (laughs) same joke hater nine times over the next 10 minutes. So uh, let's get into it. Let's do it, man. I am, I am pumped for this week. Absolutely.
0: The first thing of out of this world, we got to go back and talk about Mars. Mm. Doctor A little Um, bit. We discussed, you know, the, the first Martian Rover that the U S got on there did some surveilling. And of course, as anybody might ask, well, Dr. Blom, how many rovers are still up there going?
1: There are three active. I'm going to I'm going to say two and a half uh and I'll clarify here in a little bit. So, two and a half active rovers at this time. There are eight rovers. Uh there've been there have been eight rovers and uh penetrators of the mm. 21 landers. So, 21 landers out of those eight rovers penetrators there's uh currently there is the curiosity the perseverance and the i'm going to apologize to our china friends tian win uh which is that's the mission the the rover itself is called zu wong zu wong i'm sure i'm not saying that correctly so again apologies to chinese friends um there's curiosity curiosity is car sized it's got it got up there in 2011 and uh sorry so sorry it it blasted off 2011 got there in 2012. it's around 2,000 pounds and curiosity is still getting the job done perseverance it is wait for it persevering and the perseverance has a nickname its nickname is Percy that's cool it landed uh February 18 2021 it is also car size Perseverance is basically the 2.0 of the Curiosity. So it's kind of the same make and model with a few more bells and whistles. I say a few more, it's got some really cool stuff on it. it. Has 19 cameras, two microphones, and a lot of people are gonna get your get your mind blown if you don't know about what rovers are doing these days. It has a mini helicopter and the mini oh. helicopter, yes, it is awesome. I've been watching footage, it is super sweet. Um, uh, mini helicopter is the ingenuity. So, yeah, again,
0: that's a kind genius. Of,
1: yeah, the Perseverance, it has better wheels than the Curiosity. Um, its robotic arm is longer, stronger. It's got better heat shield. And the really cool thing, I sent, <laughs> I sent Sean Esquire this picture earlier this week. We've had such a blast in the last week or so doing research on on this episode. The Perseverance has a has a picture on it, and the picture is all of the other rovers before it so it's like a family picture
0: oh know? yeah it was like the the dad and the mom on the back mm-hmm. windshield the yeah kids. it's
1: got it's got the little guy the first the first one that we talked about and so yeah it's got all the rovers like a like a pic on the back of a of a soccer mom the soccer mom has a little, little picture on the back so perseverance has that uh china had a had a mission not that long ago Tianwen was the mission and so that's the spacecraft It had uh, it had an orbiter, two deployable cameras, a lander, remote camera, all this stuff. But uh, it's Rover is the the Rover. I'm sure there's not two syllables in that Z-H-U-R-O-N-G. As Sean Esquire pointed out. Two wrongs don't
0: make us right.
1: If if I'm if I'm if beings wrong, I don't want to be I don't want to be right. Uh, So. Tianwen, is the, the translation is Heavenly Question, which is great. And then the Zhuang Roller, Zhuang was the god of fire. And also, I saw something about god of the south. So I'm going to assume that's like South China, like South China.
0: Oh, that's like Alabama? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if South China, North China has that whole like South US, North US thing. So they actually, they already have two rovers. China has two on the moon already. The Zwang Rovers on mars thank you very much uh they think they have one on the moon anyway mars uh yes uh 530 pounds is the zhong rover and uh it got deployed on may 22 2021 so as we talked about before china's kind of new to uh the space race uh they've actually made i feel like china's made space space race 2.0 that we were competing with the russians back in the day and so lots of good things happen from competition. I mean, that's the name of the game for capitalism and uh, they are really, you know, they're really trying. I, I had said erroneously about the, the moon rover earlier, but they actually do have a moon one. India does too. So I don't want to get into the moon rovers. Cause I think that's going to be a separate thing, but I think in the next month or so, India is trying to get its third moon rover going. No rovers on the Mars on Mars for uh, India. And uh, the reason why I said 2.5 earlier is because the Zong rover currently inactive uh, because of sandstorms and Martian winter. That's what China's mm. going with. So, you know, they're a communist country. So if they say, oh, it's because of sandstorms, then uh, just take I just the kind of salt. It's, broken. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally destroyed. It didn't, did it even go up I there bet, at all? I bet
0: Perseverance went over there and ripped its arm off.
1: I mean, I don't see curiosity and perseverance like, oh, no, Mars winner is here. Like they're, uh, you know, yeah. they're kicking ass and
0: it's launching. in its helicopter over to take yeah. a picture.
1: Yeah, the helicopter. So where'd you go, USA? Hey, also, it's a space race. So China, you know, congrats to you for uh, for getting up there too. a tough break there on that sandstorm or whatever, <laughs> oh, <laughs> whatever you're going with.
0: Uh, Dr. Uh, Bob, before you get to the next point, I just want to say, you know, I know we were harsh on the UK. Because last pod we covered the 4th of July America number one and we we do love our English friends and, and people over there so tell me there's some good news with the English and their Rovers certainly they got they got one right
1: do I mean they have one yes they do it's oh true. Okay. and and the uh, British British friends again you know July 4th we're allowed to give you a hard time put a little uh, put a little sand in your tea once it's a our year day. or so so thank you thank you for uh thank you for taking it like a like a champ like good job governor whatever over there cheerio thank you for uh, for being in good humor the Brits they have something called the Beagle 2 and uh it was uh all of uh 73 pounds little oh, little light little little guy little, well it's petite you know it's ready it's on the go it, it was uh supposed to land December twenty fifth, 2003 and so they got up there and then they they launched from the hey hey here goes the here goes our our rover and then it and then it went silent. So it was supposed to be a big Christmas celebration for the Brits. Hey, we got we got a rover up there. We're part of the rover crew and then uh, there's no no communication. I think they were still, you know, kind of just waiting with a abated breath until uh until January 2015 and NASA said, "Oh, we found it. There it is." <laughs> Well, a... that
0: happened in oh three so historically speaking here so when the uk or england lost in the mid-1770s it took them about what 40 years and then they set fire to the white house so they'll probably set fire to mars <laughs> in 2043
1: it's not very nice they take it out on mars
0: <laughs> well
1: um yeah, so it went it went silent, and they were like, "Oh, well, no one knows what happened." And then and the NASA was like, "Don't worry, Brits, we we'll find it for you." There it is. So apparently, <laughs> apparently, what happened was two of the four solar panels failed to deploy, and uh, that was you know, I I guess they've just been like, "Well, let's not uh let's not try that again." Let's take a let's perseverance take a break.
0: <laughs> rolls over to it and plants a little British flag next to
1: it. <laughs> Perseverance got its helicopter is just like doing victory laps and everything. Perseverance helicopter, the ingenuity. I love that. Oh, that is great. Oh, and then uh, the Beagle 2 for the Brits, by the way, it was named after the uh, ship that Darwin went around the world on. let well, I say the, around the world. He went many, many places in the world. I don't know. He didn't circumnavigate the girl the globe, but that was nice. They, they gave a little high five to Darwin. Uh, Darwin came home. He didn't, you know, he didn't. He wasn't on a ship that crashed or whatever. So Tough, tough break, tough break there, Brits. Um, yeah. Cheerio. And, cheerio. Uh, but, you know, you guys, great soccer teams over there. So you got that, you got that going. Good, good job there, everyone.
0: Yes. Other follow-ups,
1: uh, Weehawken was something mm. we talked about, dueling grounds. Uh, I, I kind of got down a little bit of, um, of a rabbit hole with Weehawken and the amount of duels that were there and everything else uh it has a lot of names I I wanted to know the translation so the one that kept coming up was uh the um what did I go with the maze
0: yeah maze land
1: maze like corn
0: maze like corn
1: like amazing land
0: oh or a very confusing small map area that you can't get out of
1: a maze maze that would be cool yes but like maze land was one of the translations and and I don't I don't even know if that was just something, maybe I think the Native Americans were were goofing off and laughing at the uh, at the locals. They're like, "It's called Maze Land," and someone was like, <laughs> "Write that down." That's probably what it means. <laughs> something totally different. So those were our big follow ups. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, you Oh, Sean, uh, Sean Esquire. He got a couple new robots that uh, clean mm-hmm. the floors, and I was curious: is it's going okay? Because mine was an older generation that didn't do great but i was curious if your yours have like cool nicknames mine was my, Bob.
0: mine have been working longer than the british martian <laughs> rover that's... and apparently are also working stronger than the chinese martian rover oh
1: man that is so a, that's not a very high bar but also uh brits i'm you my, know
0: <laughs> i've got two rovers in my house that... <laughs> that's
1: two more than the brits <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fritz. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. We got it last we time. Last time, we're done. right? Last joke. I think. I think uh, in the last episode, I may have inadvertently said April the sixth for uh, Hiroshima. Uh, obviously, August the sixth. I think I went back and forth between saying that. I got really excited, and uh, obviously, you got to be got to be careful on podcasting right around beer seven beer eight we're learning we're still learning we're you know we're we're making making our way in the podcast world today and uh that's good and then the other thing we had a few emails on i wanted to clarify on old zachary taylor you know he was old rough and ready and contrary to some historical hoaxes uh, he did not have a twin brother called old weak and ill-prepared so oh. just i'm gonna put a nail in that coffin right now
0: but so that's those... what I'm gonna call the UK rover. <laughs> uh, sorry. Last one. Last one, last, last one. One. Prob-
1: <laughs> Probably last one. Second second to last. Third to last, maybe ish. Mm. So those are my those are my big follow-ups. John Esquire has a uh, has a little I got bit a of
0: special edition Do do do, do, news do, do news. medical follow-up. <laughs> um I went for my first physical, you know, I'm 38. I guess to start it's that time you gotta start taking care of your body and find out if you got any chronic illnesses and the wife made me an appointment and they drew blood they checked my eyes um now they i'm not gonna get too far into the medical stuff but they basically said i've got good blood pressure i've got good pulse good oxygen levels excellent vision And then my lab results came back and i sent them to dr blom because i was like hey i need a professional opinion here
1: raging herpes yeah okay that's a a bummer
0: yeah um i guess my cholesterol is a little high and could be liver liver levels a little high so i was
1: i was not very impressed liver liver wise so yeah
0: well i had to fast for a long time
1: how long is a long time 12 hours um, you don't you don't have to fast that long for for liver te- for uh, lipids by the way for a blood test in general overnight is fine. I went
0: to bed around midnight. Yeah. and my appointment was at two thirty in the afternoon.
1: But you ate at midnight.
0: No, I I didn't eat since like eight nine o'clock.
1: For I mean, basically, it boils down to the lipids. You know, you do a fasting lipid panel, so you know, twelve hours is more than enough for that but what about the liver
0: like should i not drink beer the night before
1: you should not drink beer the night before you go in for
0: oh see i did yeah there's my problem
1: probably that's like 90 percent of it yeah that that might throw it off a little bit so um yeah i gave sean esquire just a couple of knickknacks because his uh cholesterol panel is not rip roaring bad i've seen much much worse just a few little things you know use olive oil I, I try to do a, uh, I say meatless Monday, like one day a week. I don't eat any, any meat. I just do like salad and uh, uh, nuts and fish. We eat a lot of fish. And so there's just a couple of lifestyle things. We could all exercise more. That's right. that's good. that's a given. And then for myself, uh, I had just said coffee, water, and beer are kind of my, my main liquids. I don't really venture. I, I don't do the sodas. I don't do the heavy liquors anymore I'm too I'm too old for that very every now and then I'll do a margarita or a Moscow mule
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: I'm just I'm just not really big on on the liquors like I like I was in my younger days so just a few little knickknacks in terms of lifestyle modification and you know you can you can you can chisel those numbers down to a reason and then you don't have to end up on a statin and things like that so it's it's a little here a little there a little little moderation a little change of the diet but I don't I don't do crazy stuff. You know, I, I don't eat a lot of fried food, I want some chili cheese fries every now and then and then I mean, I have cheat days all the time where I, I probably had two burritos on Sunday back to back. Those were delicious. Um, but yeah, just a little here, a little there. Nothing major. So I,
0: quick question. Is it true? They don't do the uh, the finger, you know, in your 40s anymore,
1: the, the big one. So Yeah, you want to get a prostate exam by around 40. And it depends on family history and a number of a number of things. So there's I heard they can do a
0: lot of it by like labs now.
1: Well, there's not a great test for I mean, basically what they're what they're checking for is they're checking prostate. And so the blood test for prostate is PSA. And it's just not great at all in terms of sensitivity and specificity. There's all kinds of things that can make PSA go up and you have false positive. You can ride a bike, you know, you're riding a bike and then your your prostate starts cranking out PSA and you're like, Oh no, my PSA is high. So it starts with prostate exam for sure. And like I said, things, things that determine how soon is soon is family history for sure is towards the top of the list. And the other thing with prostate, there's an old saying about a lot of men die with prostate cancer instead of of it. So they did all these autopsies way back in the day and they found out all these guys just had this, uh, had prostate cancer, but they had lived to the ripe old age of 80 or whatever. So it's, you know, prostate cancer is not uncommon at all. Right. Top three, top four cancers for guys, for sure. But uh, in terms of screening and everything, I tell everyone, talk to your doctor because if you have a family history, it changes things and all that. I am I am due. I am actually technically overdue for the for the camera on the backside. So I'm uh,
0: well, at least you're asleep for that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely want to be asleep for that. So but I, got I heard the,
0: the, I heard the stuff you have to drink is terrible.
1: Uh, It is a shitty experience for sure. Yeah, it's called I, I like the, fact that, you know, some of these pharmaceutical people have to have a great sense of humor. The liquid is horrible. Uh, It's called go lightly and you do not do not go lightly <laughs> at all. Yeah, that's called the the bowel prep is uh, go lightly <laughs> and you don't eat anything. You're talking about fasting for your blood work. No, forget mm-hmm. about it for like fasting for colonoscopy, I mean, you're number one, you're fasting and, and, and you're cleaning out on top of that. You just the night before you are just drinking and then pooping, drinking, go lightly and then go poop and then drink more and then poop. You gotta be completely, completely cleaned out when you go in. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing mine soon. I'm trying not to put it off too much. The new guidelines for colonoscopy for the U S by the way, is age 45. Unless you have a family history, then that changes things as well. So go to your appointments. Excellent. Excellent job. Sean Esquire that you, you know, you're not ending up on anything. Just, you know, you gotta fine tune your diet a little bit. And right. uh, I told China, I told China square cut out the cut out the sodas. You're, you're not a kid. You don't need to be drinking sodas anymore,
0: <laughs> but I like, no,
1: <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. You get to a point where you're like, yeah, uh, yeah, I have, I have, uh, I haven't, I, with... I haven't
0: drank any since you told me that by the way,
1: that's good. No, you'd be, you'd be surprised how quickly that you're like, eh, I don't want them anymore. Yeah. yeah I, I I have a, a problem with uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. I eat those at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. know, or like after, after dinner. So, um, yeah, I hasn't gotten crazy out of control, but it's, it's enough when like there's, sometimes I wake, wake up and I have desserts. five wrappers on my nightstand. I'm like, Ooh, I really okay. went to really went the town. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, way to go. China square. I think you're gonna, you're gonna live to be a, a ripe old man. I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with uh, overall.
0: All right. Next segment.
1: Hey, there it is. Beer talk. Yes, it is that time. Um, what are you drinking this week?
0: So I have, and I've got I've got to actually open my bottle, um, the Golden Drock, which I had mentioned last time, the Van Steenburg Brewery. So I had the Pirate, the Pirate, uh, last week, and this is brewed in the exact same... Uh, brewery is that so it is a belgian beer it is a it says the authentic dark red triple ale 10.5 percent so again they shorted me half a percent but uh you know we're gonna gonna get you
1: go you go right for the gusto man you go for like the rolls royce of alcohol content
0: oh this thing looks good
1: yeah let's take a gander there looking good
0: it's got this caramel like Mm -hmm. color to it comes in a nice white bottle
1: check check mine out here we go clean clink cheers
0: okay yeah I can see the red in that that looks good yours is not so red
1: cheers everyone I, I poured mine earlier I'm sorry I was very excited uh, this week I am getting into the uh ooh that's Ho- good hof and again uh german friends I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time on, on my uh, on my accent hof bro dunk I got another Dunkel over here loving the Dunkels.
0: nice again
1: yeah a little uh amberish you know they keep calling these things uh dunkles, but amber amber color on mine and again a little malty not too malty for sure and
0: oh, mine is definitely malty but mm. i'll explain that here in a second
1: mm, good gravy mine's good yeah mine's a little um a little on the heavier side but still just solid great fantastic beer i mean germans get it done for sure
0: uh, and belgians definitely oh, a-
1: absolutely i got a i got a 5.5 this week i got a 5.5 mm. percent 5. 5. on mine on
0: yours is just a little over half of mine. So, so I'll when get a, I get,
1: you know, I get 5.5%, I get a full six beers.
0: So. Yeah. I got four. Yeah. Again, two more beers, please. Same price point. I love,
1: those. I love I love that. You just don't want them to raise the price at all. <laughs> um,
0: I'll give you some facts on this. So Druck is actually Flemish for dragon. Okay. So, the legend of the dragon is centuries old. The odyssey of this mythic beast begins in northern Scandinavia on the prow of a Viking ship and ended a long and winding journey ending at the top of Ghent Belfry. Again uh, with the journeys. Yes. So with its golden drock, the Von Steenberg Brewery has brewed a beer that is as robust as the symbol of the dragon itself. It is a beer with fiery color whose flavor and aroma are simply unparalleled. The people who drink this beer aren't golden drock drinkers, they're worldwide fans. Wow.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. J- now now I want one for sure.
0: Now That's you want you want to know about the malt. So golden drock is a special type of sp- beer called a triple I didn't know this about Belgian triples but that name refers to the fact that the Brewers use three times as much malt for the beer as they would a lager
1: why would you not know that
0: uh, yeah and then um just another tidbit fact here Belgian strong ales their true textbooks pairing is a blue cheese so strong cheese strong beer strong
1: beer yeah that's yep. old old nursery rhyme You know, uh, blue cheese, I can give you a quick, quick caveat from my end. I used to make this thing. I probably make it once or twice a year. I do um, disgusting blue cheese. Oh, it smells disgusting. Mm -hmm. Take disgusting blue cheese, you get uh, baked pears. So you just put some pears, cut cut up some pears, put them in the oven, bake them up. And then you put honey on the pears. And you got these honey pears with blue cheese, like really Mm -hmm. like pungent blue cheese. It's amazing. Something magical happens there. Every single person I've served it to, they're just like, oh my God. Give them the cheese for like have them smell the cheese. And like, there's no way I'm eating anything with that. I'm like, oh wait, you'll see. You'll see what happens. And then I give them the pear with the honey. But I mean put honey on the on the blue cheese and the pear both. And uh something magical happens there.
0: Okay. So, yeah. I I do um, you know, we use we do brie every now and then with mm-hmm. like the uh blackberries and honey and bake it in the oven and oh
1: yeah Absolutely. so good
0: anytime you cheese fruit honey warmed up you can't go wrong
1: i don't know mm. uh, i'm getting ahead of myself here on the on the cheese and uh cheese and fruit snacks but on my on my hofbrau it's a bavarian beer it's in the munich style and the bavarian tradition the uh archetype of the munich beer you can taste its history. Oh, so, yeah! This is a this is a Hofbräu Dunkel. Long before wheat beers and lagers, uh, before they wetted the throats of Germans, the bottom fermented dark beer was quenching the thirst of Munich residents. The first beer, which was served in the Braun Hofbräu, uh, apologize on the accent there uh, and the pronunciation both. It still satisfies to this day with its roasted happy taste and the subtle malty finish. Mm. So bottom from bottom fermented the bottom
0: feeder again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you gotta go. Bottom fermented man. That's you know for beers, that's it's really the the higher end. That's where you that's where you want to land. And uh wart I got a uh I got 12.5 uh percent on my on my wart on my W O R T mm. and my hops variety is the Hercules and Pearl for the for the hops there uh, something something we haven't gotten into there's a whole science and there's a whole uh just body of literature on the hops alone because beer as we've discussed in order in order and yes if you're wondering my beer does have the uh German purity uh label makes fantastic so, yes it's beer legal. should only beer should only have water hops barley yeast that's what beer should be. So anyway, all of those things, I'm sure there's a science between all of them for sure. But barley in particular, there's so many different varieties that there's a whole science and body literature for all of that. So excellent beer for me. Uh, my malts are are Munich malt, they're light barley malt and a little bit of caramel malt as well.
0: Mm.
1: Bitterness units over here, 23 IBUs.
0: Mm, international British unit, yeah,
1: badass units. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. I got a malt floral bouquet with the uh, notes of caramel. I do, I actually taste a little bit of the caramel, roasted, uh, malty hoppy with a subtle malt sweet finish. Pairs well with roast, smoked meat, and sausage, <coughs> sausage dishes. Dishes, and it's giving me the hiccups, also. So, that's good overall five out of five stars. We'll drink again for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Hoffbrow.
0: All right. Um, you got one thing before we take a break in food. You have the breakfast. We
1: do old, have the
0: breakfast. Old bachelor food recipe.
1: Kind of. Yeah. So I, I often travel for work. I try to get hotels that have a kitchen. And so yeah, leftover a little bit from my bachelor days. You want to make something quick and easy and cheap and you know it's it's hard to cook for one sometimes because you cook for one and then you have food for two or three days so uh, that's actually a good thing highly recommend uh red 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 potatoes get a skillet uh olive oil garlic skillet up some some red potatoes once those are nice and brown i put those in a tupperware thing it's going to be the same tupperware thing for everything then i put in the skillet peppers, green peppers, red peppers, yellow peppers, orange pepper, maybe all all of them, uh, again, with olive oil. And, uh, and uh, maybe put maybe put some more garlic in there, that's not going to hurt anything. Then once those are done, I put those in with the peppers in the in the Tupperware. Now I have peppers and uh, and, um,
0: Potato. and potatoes
1: ready to go. I can take that and I can put some of it or all of it in back in the skillet, put some eggs in there. Um, then I have eggs potatoes and peppers delicious at that point i can add chili sometimes i do that you can add a corned beef hash which is delicious any of that so again the secret of bachelor food fast easy cheap quick and easy meal very delicious highly recommended lots of olive i say lots of olive oil olive oil i get fancy i'll I'll throw cholula in there make it spicy i'm cooking Mm. for myself i can make it as spicy as i want i can't do that at home at home i gotta I got to, uh, you know, there's an embargo in my house on on how much I can spice things up. So right. it's, uh, yeah, leftover from the bachelor years. I still go to it every now and then. I just call it the breakfast. It's delicious. You can make it spicy if you want. It's great. So.
0: All right. On that, you want to take a quick break. break?
1: Get beer. Everybody get your brows, Whatever you're drinking, come back. We got big, big things this week. Super excited. And we are back. Thank you for coming back for a doctor and a lawyer walk into a podcast. And we have very, very exciting things going on. I am super pumped about this. Oh, I thought event. you were going
0: to talk about Shiner.
1: Oh, I just wanted to say quickly, thank you, Shinerbach, Bock, uh, Bock, Texas, for the uh, putting out the Oktoberfest in uh, in August, not making us wait until, I don't know, September. So Oktoberfest, great time of year, great beers, so many So many brewers have um, fantastic Oktoberfest. Thank you, Shiner, for for doing that. And was there something else that was? Oh, there it is. You know what that sound means, everyone. Uh, You don't have to do the long version every time. We're going to we're going to do there (laughs) never gets old.
0: I thought it was excellent
1: i think it's i think it's fantastic every single time john esquire i am very excited to hear about all of the history historying that you've been doing over the last week or so
0: this week in history we start off uh, a little sad actually july the 17th 2014.
1: what did the brits do this time
0: <sighs> flight mh-17 oh, or God. some people say mh-17 was shot down. uh, It looks like it was by a Russian surface-to-air missile over Eastern Ukraine, um, killing 298 people. It was a flight coming from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur. Russia denied any involvement with it. Um, They also didn't cooperate with the international body investigating the downing of the plane shocking uh, last november a, a dutch court convicted two russians and a ukrainian separatist in abstention, meaning they weren't present uh, for their role in the downing of the airliner and sentenced them to life in prison uh, oh, so wow. they, if if um russia uh, i'll say it, it says at the time they rejected the decision by the dutch court uh, in hearings before the International Court of Justice, uh, Russia said U- Ukraine's MH-17 case was based on nonsense and offered a host of alternative explanations for what happened. Um, the one rebel commander, Igor gurkin suggested that many of the passengers were corpses, were already dead when it took off um, on its 11-hour flight. So I don't, I don't know that defeats your argument of we didn't shoot it down but they're trying to say we didn't kill anybody they were already dead um they also tried to say that a Ukrainian fighter jet shot it down um I did read up because Russia said this this I believe is a su-25 jet was seen in the area but apparently that plane doesn't travel at thirty thousand feet where this MH17 was was down from. Uh, and then Russia said, oh, no, no, we've got an SU 25. We can get it to 30,000 feet. Well, you can, but it's slower than the jetliner, and you can only get it there if it has no bomb ordnance on it. So the idea that a Ukrainian jet shot it down seems not likely. Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Dr. Blom?
1: Well, like everything else with with Russia, uh, it's very, very hard, especially now in this day and age, to take anything they say with 100% credibility. My gut feeling is that this was probably like a mistake. The the U.S. has done this, by the way. The U.S. accidentally shot down a a commercial flight. Uh, I don't know if it was the 90s. I mean, at least once the, the U.S. has done it. So I feel that's probably what happened. There was probably a flight and then uh, Russia had missiles and they said, oh, uh, there it's a, it's a jet. It's going to, it's going to bomb Moscow, even though it's not anywhere near Moscow. So I, I feel like that's probably what happened. Then there's the conspiracy part. Any, any flight that goes down. My first question almost always is, well, who was on it? Right. Because. The, Was there
0: somebody important they wanted? There you go. Out? Exa-
1: yes, exactly. The intelligence community—I say the intelligence community, the military, industrial complex, things like—they are not above taking out a flight of 100, 200 people just to get to one person. And maybe sometimes there might be two or three people on a flight of three hundred people that the uh, that the spies are. I don't want to say cia or whoever's left over from the kgb but those types of organizations that say oh we gotta we gotta take out this flight this you know one person needs to go down or these other people things like that so right i just don't feel whenever in this day and age flights shouldn't go down there's a lot of and i understand there's human error and everything else but there's a missile there's at least one missile involved yeah we could probably say that yeah
0: I mean it's obviously there was it's not a the it's not that the plane just exploded on its own it's it was either shot down by a Ukrainian jet or it was shot down by a Russian surface to air missile like that's the only theories out there so we know it was shot down just was this intentional was it accidental and I think you're right I think I know that the Russian or the Ukrainian separatist and the pro-Russian people that were in Ukraine that had this BUK Russian missile system, um, you know, it was given to them by Russia. And so Russia can kind of do that plausible deniability, like, oh, it was our weapon system, but we didn't know what they were going to do with it. Um, you know, and they found like a spot in a field where they believe the missile came from just based on trajectories. And there was a big, burned out grass spot where like the fire from the actual missile would have burned the the field um so it looks like in all likelihood it was a Russian surfaced air missile and then they just kind of played this plausible deniability that well it wasn't us and maybe they were all dead
1: I just feel with all the satellites and everything they act like well there's no way anyone can know exactly what happened and I feel there's so many satellites and there's so much surveillance going on especially yeah. in and out of Russia, in and out of Ukraine, all, all of that, but this should not be a situation where everyone is scratching their head and say, could be anything could be maybe a bunch of ducks flew into the airplane engine. And then, you know, that happens. So I don't right. really feel like this should be a, a huge mystery. The Malaysian flight, you know, that was, it, it had much more. We've talked about that before on previous episodes. Thank you again, Sean, square for, Giving me on that on that uh documentary oh yeah the, the malaysian fight image 370. it had much more you know was it the pilot was he suicidal was it this was you know there was a handful of possibilities and fairly decent possibilities at that like, certainly that could be the case this one in particular i feel it was shot down Yeah, because the difference was
0: 370 was it disappeared. I mean, they couldn't find it to do scientific research and say, "Oh, was there a fire? Was this burned?" What you know, none of that. They found some
1: shards. They found some shards over here and some shards over there. But yeah, in this instance, there was definitely some shooting down. Did not, did not like miraculously spontaneously combust in the sky. And I feel that's most likely what it was it was most likely overreaction of whoever was manning the uh, the ground missile and they're like oh they're, we're gonna get attacked get it get it
0: so, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think you're right what's interesting this same date July 17th but in a different year 1996 TWA flight 800 exploded shortly after takeoff and this was a flight from New York City traveling across the pond to Paris. Um, It only, the flight only lasted 12 minutes. They got to about just under 14,000 feet and the airliner exploded. Um, They weren't too far off the coast. The divers worked for over 10 months to recover all the the victims of the flight, Uh, recovered like 95% of the aircraft, took it back, kind of pieced everything together they determined the the ultimate cause uh was an explosion caused from an electrical short circuit that affected the fuel gauge wiring within the fuel tank
1: yeah um, i'm i'm not buying that
0: that's i i don't know that's just what they're saying
1: i mean there's so there's so many levels of redundancy that go into especially you i can't speak for all of the the world and their airlines and everything but for the us regarding uh you know what do they call it quality review and there's so many people that have to lay eyes and lay hands the story that i heard back in the day on this was that there there was a surface to air missile on this one and this Hmm. was you know whether it was a guy with a what do you call not a not an rpg but something to that effect so that was that was one of the big the big theories that i heard
0: i'll have to do some i have to do some follow-up on it because um I looked up it said the families of 19 of the people who died on the TWA flight uh will each receive two and a half million dollars from Boeing and TWA under their settlement agreement but I'm curious of why it was only 19 families when there was yeah. close to 300 that were were killed
1: those were the nineteen families that that went in with a class join the action. class action. I maybe who knows? Yeah, yeah. We'll need we'll need a few more details on that. But I do, I do remember that crash, and I do remember that was one of the predominating. I say theories. One of the predominating conspiracy theories was that there was a there was a surface uh, to groundness. and I think it, there was at least one report, one or two people that said that they saw a missile go from the coast out and took out the plane. So definitely Hmm. looking uh looking forward to uh to hearing more of that
0: okay getting to better news uh july 24th 1998 so last podcast we covered a movie with the same starring actor tom hanks in uh forrest gump so July twenty fourth of nineteen ninety eight, Saving Private Ryan came out.
1: Oh, such a great classic! Such a great—it's one of the one of the best movies. Actually, Sean Esquire and I had spoken leading up to the podcast because there was there was a couple of movies to possibly cover, but this was a no brainer. Absolutely, we, we, we have to we have to get into this. I
0: hadn't even seen Animal House. <laughs>
1: I'm so disappointed in you. I I almost for that one I was and I thought well we got to get it on there um,
0: Saving Private Ryan is one of my all-time favorite movies
1: it's it's one of everyone that has eyeballs and and ear holes if, if yeah mm-hmm. and if and even if you don't then p- people will just describe it to you and, and and then you'll say oh my god this is amazing yeah amazing <laughs> one of the best maybe you know we I know we've talked about platoon and uh the um what was the one with uh with the Marlon Brando uh apocalypse now oh apocalypse
0: now yep I don't know uh
1: saving private Ryan might be the best
0: best war movie ever war movie
1: ever Yep. I think yep. so I think Hands so better, but better than platoon yeah
0: for those who don't know spoiler alert they find private Ryan I know oh. You know, in case you hadn't seen it, it's about Tom Hanks and his little militia of men. They're all in the army fighting in World War II. They're not a
1: a militia. They're (laughs) they're full full on soldiers. They are
0: they are sent out to find Private Ryan, and he because he's the last son. All all the other brothers were killed in the war, and this is World War II and they're like oh he's the last surviving male we've got to go get him out of the conflict so Tom Tom Hanks lieutenant is tasked with going out into battle uh, against the Germans to find private Ryan to bring him back home Uh, so that's the premise of the film
1: so it's it's based on real brothers by the way do you know know about that
0: yeah yeah the it was it was a book a non-fiction book that the the screenwriter actually had read beforehand to, to, write, to write this story.
1: It's based on these uh, these brothers, the uh, the Nyland brothers, okay. and supposedly three of them were killed. And then so they said they they had they had decided. Oh, three of these. Sorry, but sorry everyone. The <laughs> it's not an episode unless one of the dogs goes crazy. So. Nylon brothers, three of them killed, uh, and then they had to send them in. All right, break. Hang on. Time out. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.
0: I'll, yeah. Welcome back to A Doctor and a Lawyer and a Dog Walk into a Podcast. Uh, Dr. Blom. Be. Yes. You were talking about the Nylon brothers.
1: I am talking about the Nylon brothers. So, three of them were killed, and then the decision was to bring home the Remaining brother, right? How, however, one of the three that was killed, he was found. He was found later after escaping from a POW camp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can't really.
0: Saving can't, Private Ryan, too.
1: You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube on uh, on on certain things. So uh, many people were offered the parts regarding prevalent uh Ed oh we're Norton. getting into facts well yeah wh- whatever you got that's oh, oh, I got I'm... I got a
0: I got a bunch here Dr Blum. okay so, you did, go
1: you go ahead jump in did you
0: know this was the first collaboration between Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg uh,
1: I didn't I did not know that
0: this was the very first one um the other actors considered for Tom Hanks's role as Captain Miller included Harrison Ford Mel Gibson and pete Postlewait, weight which i had to look him up i um, yeah i didn't know either i still don't know uh, I, I googled it and i looked at his face i was like uh, yeah i don't know um i thought the guy from the rock would have been a good one did you see that movie nicholas sean, kate nicholas sean Cage? connery yeah, yeah no, remember, remember the the guy the the bald guy that was running the like group that was at the rock had the bombs
1: Ed Harris dude
0: Ed Harris that's would have been my other pick
1: for for the Tom Hanks role yeah I mean
0: no I love Tom Hanks I'm just saying instead of Pete Postlewait, right why wasn't Ed Harris in that mix because I thought he would be good in that same role
1: no Ed Ed Harris is is amazing Um, uh no they they didn't they did a great choice with with Tom Hanks yeah yeah, and he killed it
0: he absolutely so uh, and on second, Matt Damon was not the first choice, nor the second choice for private Ryan.
1: So I know one or two of these.
0: Edward Norton was the first choice, but he turned it. Oh,
1: I knew that he was in the mix. I didn't know that he was the first he, choice.
0: He was the first choice, but turned it down for a larger starring role in American history X. Wow. And, and then when he said no, they wanted Noah Weil also didn't know who that was but he turned it down due to his contract with ER which I guess is some type of medical show or probably it's or a prison show maybe it stands for early release I don't I don't know um
1: he was he was the the dude in ER I think he was the he was John John Carter okay I'm pretty
0: Do you know who Tom Sizemore is?
1: I do. I do know Tom. he's a very tragic person. Tragic. Yeah, he's the
0: big, he's the bigger guy on the squad. He carries the, or he shoots the rocket launcher at the tank. Um, he, while filming was trying to kick a drug addiction and Spielberg had him tested every day and said he would recast on the spot if he had failed a drug test.
1: He was either married to or involved with the uh, like the Hollywood madam, Heidi Fleiss. I think. Do you remember her? That whole story.
0: I've heard the name, but I don't know who they are.
1: Yeah, this is a whole '90s thing. She was. Uh, she had like a ring of girls. She was like mm-hmm. a lady. What are you, a lady pimp? What are they? The lady madam. Oh, whatever.
0: pimpette.
1: <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah, she had a. She had a.
0: The madam group. A
1: group yeah. of. <laughs> group of ladies of ill repute and then she ran them and these women they all got they got um hooked up with (laughs) uh they got assigned it's some big some big big names so when she got got, hooked
0: up with tom sizemore
1: when she got busted then they had the client list and everything and there was all these hollywood people that had that had gone that route so yeah he was involved with her again i don't know if they were married or whatever the whole story i don't know all the celebrity news but that was part of yeah the
0: ins and outs you know what i'm saying
1: there you go (laughs) (laughs) it's too too easy this episode is out of this world everyone come on uh
0: here's a here's a question for you dr blom all the actors in saving private ryan went through a 10-day boot camp because spielberg wanted them to respect what it was like to be a soldier However, there was one actor that did not go through that boot camp with him. Do you know who that was?
1: Will Ferrell. <clears throat> he, Will Ferrell.
0: That's correct. He did not go through that.
1: But it was <laughs> it was
0: Matt Damon. And oh, that makes sense. So the they, reason they, they, they wanted they wanted the animosity of yeah. our squad, like trained together, fought together, and we're here to save your butt. And he's like, I don't want to leave with y'all um so he wanted to create that like on film and didn't want any of it to be acted on
1: yeah that's that's Spielberg that's real that's real directing I don't know if um if Oliver Stone did something similar for platoon but I do know you know we've talked about we've spoken about before that Oliver Stone was real deal Vietnam guy and so he had this boot camp for for those guys and he put them for mm. the ringer just absolute he torture those those actors
0: I'll um I'm gonna jump forward and come back but so the filming if you've ever watched Saving Private Ryan you'll notice it's kind of got like a a hue to the actual how it looks it looks a a little gritty
1: like a real gritty kind of war movie
0: and that and that was actually done by them removing the protective coating on the film lenses so they didn't edit it in it was how they filmed it uh, they didn't want it to be you know all bright and clear and look like it was something from the early 2000s they wanted it to look like it was shot from the 40s uh, now the actual this is interesting the actual D-Day scene the storming of Normandy
1: oh the the scene the opening scene The scene. scene which, oh my god yes. well
0: second scene of the movie first scene yeah. remember the, the movie starts out with Private Ryan going to the graveside and then he's imagining back what transpired
1: oh, opening Normandy
0: yes but Normandy oh, right so that that scene lasts for 20 minutes in the film it was shot on a beach in Ireland called the Ballin balanesca Beach the oh yeah
1: France France wouldn't let them use the actual Omaha Beach
0: Omaha Beach yeah um, the scene cost a total of $12 million to shoot. It used over 1,500 extras. And Spielberg did not plan the beach landing scene. He didn't even storyboard it. He wanted spontaneous reactions and let the action inspire how they would film it. Uh, which I found very interesting because you would think a scene with that many people and that much money, you'd want some planning. But apparently he was like, you guys are gonna storm this beach and we're gonna have explosions going off and people are gonna die and and we're just gonna film it the whole thing
1: get, get in there the uh he used um the uh, members of the irish reserve
0: mm. as the extras
1: yeah and there was a there was a lot of them that were amputees in real life
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it just made it easier when you would, like blow off their limbs
0: um Oh yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, because they didn't have it.
1: Because the limbs were yeah, already <laughs> right.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Those are already gone, so it's they were easier. out of this world. Um,
0: <laughs> the the movie made two hundred sixteen and a half million dollars in the U.S. and Canada, four hundred eighty one point eight million dollars worldwide. And the last fact I have for this is. The veterans of World War II that went to see this movie have said is the most realistic depiction of war ever shown. And we've actually talked about this before. Many of them uh, had to leave the theaters during the D-Day Omaha Beach scene.
1: Oh, yeah. It was because of that amazing,
0: right? Absolutely awesome movie, so if you haven't seen it shame on you one shame on you go see it there's no movie better not even the star movie with the it was
1: <laughs> the the Star. we will say a close close tie on that one this, I love that Sean Esquire calls it the star movie saving private Ryan number one movie in 1998 by the way just crushed all the uh, all the other movies Tom Hanks became an honorary member of the Army Ranger Hall of Fame. Oh, India banned the movie. Uh, they said it was too bloody, too bloody for India. Huh. And then the then the uh, India leader guy. I don't know if he's a prime minister or or a um, or king, whatever, whatever they have going on over there. He uh, he watched it. He was like, oh, it's, it's so good. Uh, let's let's not ban it. There was um, let's see. Also, I'm trying to remember up the top of my head.
0: Oh. The fact that I read, I didn't add it on the show notes, but it said that uh, ABC, the channel here in the United States for everyone overseas, would air it every Veterans Day from like 2000 to 2004, and they aired it unedited. So graphical scenes, language, everything was in it, and then they stopped. Another show got in trouble. They got reported to the FCC uh federal communications commission and ABC got concerned they were going to get one but no complaint had ever been sent out about Saving Private Ryan because Americans love the movie and no one's going to complain about it
1: so oh, you can't you can't do that you can't complain yeah. about saving it's Private un-American
0: Ryan. to complain you can do about
1: two it. things you can shut your mouth and watch the movie and that's in that that's it that those are your those are your choices
0: I know the- I think the most the most disturbing scene really isn't even omaha it's remember when is it Opham uh when he's or not Opham I forget the character when he's fighting the German in the stairwell and the oh. German stabs him in the heart oh my
1: god yes oh, that's, that's the just... like
0: hardest scene to watch
1: there's no music or anything no. it's just two dudes in the throes of actual battle that whole thing and 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 the guy's Jewish guy
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, that whole thing—it's
0: yeah, so—it's yeah. so rough to watch every it's time. Raw
1: and it's visceral, and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you you think about the the Omaha Beach scene, and there's gore and everything that you would expect, but you have you have hand to hand combat, close combat comes down to a knife. That yeah. is a that was just. Amazing, just shocking and classic Spielberg, all of that.
0: And, and then, and then right after that scene, oh, no, it was Oppen was the one in the stairwell scared because he's carrying the ammo and he's, yeah, supposed
1: and so, to bring... op, so Oppen, Oppen, Bills, and then it's uh, I, I forgot the name of the Jewish
0: yeah, guy, yeah. But when he, the German kills him by stabbing him in the chest mm-hmm. and then walks down the stairwell and like looks at Oppen, and Oppen's just, like scared him. to death, yeah, yeah, completely walks past Nothing. him and like doesn't wow. even
1: consider him a threat, a threat or a soldier no. or any anything like that that uh, but, to yeah.
0: me was huge like massive. just
1: the yeah the fight the fight itself was incredibly jarring and uh and and the fact that Spiller did he didn't do it with any music or anything like that it was just this is what war is this is this yeah. is this is the face of war the uh this was the 16th movie collab between Spielberg and Williams and that village of uh, Ravel the French, the French village that was all banged mm-hmm. up and everything. Uh, that was so that was made, obviously. And then they ended up using it for the band of brothers.
0: Okay. Also, yeah. excellent series.
1: Yeah, not it's not. A, it's not a, a rap movie. The band of brothers this is actual, uh, this actual series, which I highly recommend band of brothers the the giant uh, sean esquire and i have joked before about the giant jacks that are on the beach there mm-hmm. forever and ever i was like oh the the jacks we we would just call them the jacks they're actually called uh czech uh hedgehogs oh and those are from the germans the germans put there put them there to sort of gunk up the um the rush from from right. the us however the germans had put them there and then uh and then the tide went down so as much as the, you know, we call them the Jacks, the Czech hedgehogs, were supposed to gunk up the invasion, that uh, it didn't really work. It actually were,
0: helped to give them some, uh, some cover a little it bit. It did,
1: yeah. It, it turned out to be a help for, uh, for the U.S. troops and the allies that were, that were storming the beach. The uh, other thing I'll say is there's a famous scene in the movie, famous, famous scene uh, with the sniper shot. You, oh you remember, yes you remember the sniper shot. shoots
0: through the scope uh he was uh, vin diesel was there on the ground
1: hmm yeah vin diesel's there and then this uh this southern guy he's uh he's like an alabama guy
0: christian guy he's got the cross always citing uh he biblical cites, verses he
1: cites scripture
0: mm-hmm. and
1: in my head it's it's old testament um but yeah he's a southern guy he's got a little bit a little bit of a of southern twang and uh, and then so he's the sniper guy so he is spotted he he takes a look he says oh um that's where i would be if i was you know if i was on the other team if i was on if i was a german
0: up in the bell tower
1: yeah so he does he does the sniping he he looks and he shoots the bullet through the scope of the other sniper takes out the other sc- sniper that is a real thing it happened in real life and this is a, this is a, a rabbit hole that I went, went down. Sean, Esquire was like, we're doing saving private Ryan. I was like, F yes, we are. Yeah. So this guy from Vietnam, everyone, when you get done with the episode, go read up on this, on this gentleman, this war hero, Carlos Hathcock, Carlos Hathcock made that shot in Vietnam. He is famous in the military. Uh, he's a famous, famous sniper. And that is that is where that scene came from. So that scene did not come from World War II. Maybe someone in World War II did it, but uh, Charles, uh Carlos Hath- Hathcock from the Vietnam War. He's uh, he's the one that actually did it. And tra- kind of tragic story for him. He he died. A, he died a young man in his fifties from. That's uh, a
0: long I- shot too. Vietnam to France <laughs> through the scope. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's one in one in a million shot there. One in a million so yeah if you get a chance to read up on Car- carlos hathcock yeah he died in his 50s they said from complications of uh, of ms multiple sclerosis which is fairly rare for men um is it
0: more common in women
1: yes multiple sclerosis is much more common in women than than men they covered a couple things in save it private ryan about FUBAR and snafu the, uh, yes. the, ac- the acronyms we use this in the these are these are things you know every profession has acronyms I think military has a crazy amount of acronyms and I see yeah, that they
0: acronym a, everything
1: I feel like the medical community we do so many because we're forced to document every single thing that happens we've gotten to the point where we're like a guy in bed uh, 32 he has a CAD and DM and uh HLD and uh DJT and uh PCP and uh, he's got a history of HIV so we do we do <laughs> do those things but uh, save a private Ryan I don't think they ever spelled out FUBAR and or Snafu. So I'll leave it up to the our our uh, fantastic listeners to to look it up. They're both they're both funny.
0: Up beyond all recognition.
1: And all repair also. Yeah, and and you know what's funny also, Sean Esquire, is that uh obviously I don't think you can read a Vietnam book uh without coming across FUBAR, Snafu. Yeah.
0: There's
1: there's a third one, it's Fubar Snafu and I always forget the third one. But anyway, yeah, they're they they come up in uh in Saving Private Ryan so hilarious and uh holy mackerel if you have not seen Saving Private Ryan when you get done with the episode maybe you want to listen to you want to listen to the last episode and you know our you know you want to listen to our last three four episodes and just really binge them but then then after after that then Saving Private Ryan
0: go watch Saving Private Ryan, Ryan. yes yep. mm-hmm.
1: so. Shen Esquire we are. We are so deep into uh, into history of the week. We -hmm. we say this this week in history, where it's kind of like this last couple weeks because we're we're trying to catch up with previous episodes. Can I get into some things going on? How are you doing on your end? Yeah, I'm good. So, July twentieth, nineteen (laughs)
0: sixty nine,
1: the moon landing of the United States
0: where this did the moon is, land Dr Blum?
1: in my heart that's where oh. it landed first of all uh listeners I didn't point out that Sean Esquire has his uh Oppenheimer shirt on which is oh. amazing yeah it just, so, it just so, does...
0: saw the movie I'll get into it later
1: yeah we're well, not I mean no spoilers for sure I'm not yeah. gonna
0: spoil it I'm just gonna so. give you a, a broad overview
1: I'm just very proud of myself. I can say Oppenheimer right now. That's good. Sometimes Oppenheimer is not easy to say after seven or eight. Sometimes years. you
0: say Oppenheimer eight times I've, in the I've, previous I've, podcast.
1: Oppenheimer, so yes, uh, yeah, it happens. Maybe it was just—it's probably a glitch on the on the laptops. July twentieth, nineteen sixty-nine. United States steps foot on the moon. Let me give a little. Allegedly. Bit we have so much so many great things to cover here so the the apollo the apollo missions oh sorry by the way
0: another great movie if you haven't seen it apollo 13 also tom hanks so yeah
1: there you go sorry i'm sure
0: we'll cover it at some point but go no i love i love
1: i love the i love the the tie-ins you know it's it's uh (laughs) It's, it's all about to, Tom.
0: We got to get Tom Hanks on this show. Area.
1: I mean, I've got That's, him. Uh, he called the other day, but is I he was on busy. on speed dial. Well, this guy is always blowing me up, and I'm you know, I'm doing laundry. I've got you know I've got my own. You're life. doing
0: doctor stuff,
1: right? I'm just like huh, Tom. Just pump, <laughs> t- pump the brakes.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to make red potatoes I'm, and eggs here.
1: <laughs> I'm doing. I've um, got these beers to check out. Tom, I, I'll get to you when I can. I'm sorry, man. The Apollo missions. Let me say this. Unfortunately the moon missions the apollo missions the united states going to the moon all of it it starts with nazi germany Mm. very yeah i'm not happy about it either so it starts with i think we've spoken about this before warner von braun warner von braun was a nazi scientist and he had developed the the v2 rockets and v2 rockets were uh
0: it's only the second version
1: the second version of the vt rockets yeah.
0: well no the they had v1 which they was v1 version and 1 v2.
1: we don't know about the the v the v1s
0: then they had oh. version 2 rocket
1: version v2 and the version v1 so he was a absolute uh horrible monster Mania. of a person, disgrace of a person he was responsible for uh putting the first uh human object uh, object in space that was they think around june 20th 1944 what happened was when the writing was on the wall and then the nazis were like hey uh, this war might not go the way that we think then they gave the order to execute all the scientists that may probably flip and they were the nazi scientists were like well we're gonna we're gonna run to the americans or we're gonna run to the russians or we're gonna get shot stabbed and hung by the uh by our fellow nazis fellow nazis this guy was a nazi so anybody that researches uh goes back and reads about the apollo missions and everything else number one the rocket the ro- the saturn rocket that got us there did come from Werner von braun it was a direct result from the nazis and there was a thing uh this is project paperclip it's very well documented it's actually in the show that i watched the uh the hunters and they talk about the nazis and everything it actually happened so the the US, they got together and they said, Hey, there's these Nazi scientists and some of them know how to build these amazing rockets and we need them because we're going to want to go to the moon or we're going to want rockets or whatever else. So then the Nazi scientists kind of whatever was going on, a number of them had said, Hey, well, well, let's go, let's go run away to the Americans. So I think Warner von Braun got something insane. It's like him and like a hundred scientists or him and like 200 scientists. To run to the Americans and oh hey hey we're not Nazis we just wanna we want to team up with you guys and we're we're ready to get you to the moon we didn't kill a bunch of Jews they did Warner von Braun killed Jews he was absolutely involved I mean he may he may have not pulled the trigger but he was involved with with the murder of Jews uh, at least Jews probably Jews and you know the, they killed Nazis and homosexuals and so for people to say you know, Warner von Braun was there was so much bullshit stories about oh well he wasn't really involved and all this other stuff he was so you can't tell the story about NASA you can't tell the story about the real story this is what you're gonna get from us we're not real deal we're not here to whitewash NASA was built on the shoulders of Nazi scum like Warner Von Braun period absolutely 100 It, it it was so Warner Von Braun because of his um his uh, V2 rocket program eventually had developed the Saturn, uh, Saturn V rocket. Saturn V rocket is what got us to the moon. The Apollo missions themselves, they ran from 1961 to 1972. We've had uh, 12 men walk on the moon. Uh, I won't go through all the Apollo missions. I'll say the Apollo 1 is famous for, uh, for the fire. And that's uh, we, we lost Gus Grisham, Edward White, Robert Chaffee on uh on the Apollo 1 um and then you you mentioned Apollo 13 that was the Tom Hanks movie some uh other notable apollos uh there was Apollo 7 did a low earth orbit and then a couple months later Apollo 8 did a uh orbit around the moon itself the you know, last apollo mission was december 7th uh December 7th to December 19th, I think, 1972. We'll talk about obviously First People on the Moon.
0: 1976,
1: uh, Apollo Creed. Mm hmm. What happened?
0: Uh, he was in the the film Rocky.
1: Did he get uh, knocked the F out?
0: I believe so. Fubard. Yeah. Fubard.
1: <laughs> he got Fubard right in his snafu. Right. Mm-hmm uh yeah it's great that they went everybody Apollo is the god of war by the way so there's there's that allegedly Uh, yeah (laughs) anything about the moon is allegedly I'll go I'll go backwards I'll say last last gentleman on the moon was Eugene Cernan uh he died in Houston in 2017 at the tender age of 82 and now we have our actual heroes from the from the Apollo mission itself, uh, Apollo mission, it takes off from Cape Kennedy, July 16, two thousand, uh, July 16,
0: 1969. Wait, did they rename
1: uh, it? It used to be Cape Canaveral, and then uh, Johnson changed the name to uh, Cape uh, Cape Kennedy in florida in Florida. Okay. So July 16 is the takeoff. They take off. <laughs> and then they uh and then they 12 minutes boom then they're in the earth orbit from from the ground from Florida to to the orbit 12 minutes boom then they go around the earth one and a half times and then they slingshot from the earth to the moon this is a three-day journey and then during that time they do you know they break up the rest of the of the uh of the spaceship and they do this maneuver, and they got to dock with the other part of the spaceship. They got to do this uh, one hundred and eighty turn, all this mm-hmm. other stuff, fancy, fancy, schmancy uh, piloting, and then, uh, then they, and then after three days of traveling, they get to the moon. Ultimately, there's thirty orbits around the moon, and then they they touch down the famous uh, Sea of Tranquility. So they were only in space for uh, for eight days. Back to back to Earth. July 24th fourth, cause splash splash it's down
0: a, a, a solid week's worth of work since
1: <laughs> it's, 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 the whole thing is it's out of it's, this world it, it is out it is out of this world I'm the first one that's ever thought of that uh they when they splashed down it was in, in the Pacific Ocean just east of the um of a, of a place called Wake Island we have three heroes involved and I want to start with the one that uh pretty much no one talks about. Sean Esquire, name the three heroes of the Apollo 11 mission.
0: Oh man. Uh James Frankfurt.
1: Yeah, he's on he's probably uh, in there somewhere.
0: Steven Klauschwitz. He was a German and uh,
1: uh yeah, he was he was he couldn't do it without him. Old Old Steve Klauchwitz. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I go, uh, <laughs>
1: I love that you don't name any of the guys at all. I am starting with the unsung hero of this one of maybe the greatest day in the history of science. Uh, Michael Collins. Michael oh, Collins. Oh, that man. <laughs> oh. Not, not, not Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> not, no, not Phil Collins. <laughs> Not Michael Jordan Michael Collins <laughs> Michael Collins was the uh, he was the command module pilot right so you got the module and then you've got the uh, you've got the the eagle, right you've got the actual the touchdown touchdown part so Michael Collins he's uh, he's he's flying Columbia is the mo- the module part of it right so the the lunar module was called Eagle He's got the model. He's gonna, he's gonna go around the moon. He's basically gonna save the day. He has been dubbed the loneliest man in history. He's been called the loneliest man in the universe, and the reason why is because you think about it. It's nineteen sixty nine. He's in this like bathtub of a uh, of a module, just going around the moon. And then when he goes to the dark side, he just waves to
0: That's all when of the Jedi humanity. Is...
1: That's when that's when the lights go to the dark out. side. That's what he did. He had to cut off his dad's hand to prove that he's the boss. He when he goes around, there's nothing for this guy. He's the loneliest guy in the universe. He's not communicating with Earth. There is no Houston, we have a problem. There's nothing. He's in this tiny, tiny thing. It's 1969. This is not the best technology in the world. There's no cell phones or there's anything. No else. God only knows what's going on there. You gotta think. I mean, this guy had like one of the guys had bad gas that you're trapped yeah. in this thing you're trapped in this tiny thing right and he probably had to hold his breath he's, he's, he's
0: the <laughs> he's whole just time
1: going around this thing and he goes to the part where there's going to be no communication and he's just like cross your fingers like hope i come back out on the other side and that's what that's what he kept doing when they interviewed him and they said hey uh were you, weren't you terrified like going around that he said no it was a." Uh, Was really peaceful and I I really enjoyed my alone time. Like, Michael Collins, bravo to you, sir. I I also enjoy my alone time.
0: I wonder what he did.
1: I mean, it's not like a like a nine hour thing, right? It's not it's not that long. But regardless, I mean, he we'll never know. He'll do whatever he (laughs) wants. He There's could, no laws in he space. Could, he could say whatever he wanted to say. He could just like, just talk about his ex-wife or whatever. I don't, I don't know if he had an ex-wife. That's not fair. But he could just, if there was anywhere in the entire universe that you could say something and no one would know. That Backside was of the moon. <laughs> so Michael, Michael Collins. Uh, yeah, he was former Air Force. He was the first guy to perform two spacewalks, two spacewalks. When he went to Apollo Eleven, he was age forty. So everybody, uh, that's uh you know, if you're if you're not age forty yet and you haven't gone to the uh, to the moon and uh, flown solo, it's not too not too late for you.
0: I still he, got time.
1: He died uh, nineteen. Uh, he died uh, at the age of ninety. So he he lived to be a, he lived
0: a long time.
1: Lived lived a, a very very rich life and uh, he actually he created the mission patch for Apollo 11 when you see the when you see that patch Mm -hmm. that was him that was good old Michael Collins Air Force uh Air Force veteran yeah okay so yeah I I like I like the underdog in this I really like Michael Collins story he's a great guy we all know Neil Armstrong he's the hero he's the one that touch he foot touches on the moon July 20th so they think it's something around like ten fifty two p.m. Eastern time. Uh, old, uh, old Neil Armstrong there; he was a navy a, a navy a, aviator, and with him and Buzz, their first spacewalk was about two hours, two and a half two and a half hours. He was the first civilian astronaut because most of these guys had been before the Apollo mission. There was the Gemini missions, so he was the first uh, civilian astronaut. The famous quote that he has, which I'm sure Sean Esquirena, famous quote, it went out to... One
0: small step for man, one giant step for the United States.
1: Exactly for the U.S. Uh, That was broadcast to uh, over 500 million people. And that was, I I think maybe that was not even including the, the radio broadcast. NASA chose him, Neil Armstrong he was really not the super duper charismatic guy of the group he was you know when you look at these old interviews he was fairly taciturn very just a focused guy fairly silent guy serious serious guy and so they chose him for a a number of reasons he
0: he tripped buzz going out the door so he could be (laughs) the first one down he
1: he was like hey hey buzz uh you're uh you got a your suit over there is it's a little uh,
0: uh it's, got a hole in
1: it. <laughs> it's just like it elbows him in the ribs Kata, I'm first so <laughs> he uh NASA chose him before they went up and there was this whole backstory about you know um who knew what when they knew it and everything like that the story online is that NASA chose him because he he didn't have much of an ego so NASA thought well this guy will will be humble and everything the um
0: did he have his speech prepared beforehand
1: so that is very very debated there he the official story from him was that he had pretty much come up with it you know right before he he went out there then they said years later that there was discussions about what he should say and how he should say it and everything so we don't know for sure exactly so um I I I don't think you go you do a kind of mission like this and not know what's going on but one, because one i think thing mine I
0: did... would be i step off and i just go i'm the greatest man alive
1: i did it <laughs> i would i would step off and I would go blom and then i would just get back on i'm like are we gonna get rocks <laughs> do we need to get rocks i mean i i got you know, here and i said my name and
0: i, <sighs> I saw, I think I saw we did ten it. green martian people U-
1: usa number one and then get back and then that's yeah. what else do we oh oh let's go back out there and plant that flag let's go plant that flag yeah. and then we'll get and then we'll get out of here
0: yeah uk where's your rover i'm just back get
1: out there no just get just like step right off and go dr pepper is the best and then you get back on you're like Dr pepper is buying me like 55 yachts for <laughs> sure <laughs>
0: oh, classic
1: so one thing one thing that did happen was they're trying to land right and then um i don't know like they overshot their landing thing or whatever but the, it was a position where it was too dangerous to land like <laughs> they shot
0: the runway
1: we can't no. we can't uh we can't let the robot do it we can't do the autopilot so by the way it, it goes without saying all these guys were complete badasses when it came to flying obviously these were the i think neil armstrong he logged one of the reasons why they chose him was because he logged the most time in the uh, in the simulator and everything else um Armstrong and Collins both I think they were really heavily deep into being test pilots back in the day in their mm-hmm. military days these, these, these were the guys well so I, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself Buzz was a fighter pilot a real deal fighter pilot uh Armstrong and Collins they did a lot but uh you know a lot like of their arm wrestlers that's their, their he got his
0: nickname Armstrong
1: their flying uh their flying background was these these guys this is in the 60s by the way they're like hey go get in that plane and see if uh it, it kills you go go fly around in like okay cool i mean it's the 1960s so probably there's there's like a lot of microchips and technology like no none of that just go get in that thing go fly it around for a while see if uh maybe a wing snaps off or something who knows so that's the kind of these guys had balls for many, many years. And um so yeah, at that at that point on the mission that they said, Oh well, we can't let the computer land for us. And Neil Armstrong is just says, oh, give me the give me the controls, get out of the way. I don't know. He probably <laughs> maybe, maybe he like elbow elbow elbowed, elbowed buzz is like, I got it, don't worry about it. And he's like he he's got a cigarette
0: hanging. like
1: Yeah drinking a scotch it's get the, out of here he's got a cigarette in his mouth he's got a glass of scotch he's got one hand on the on
0: the on wheel
1: the he's like i don't need that goddamn robot to get us on the moon. He, just, <laughs> he, he manually lands he does neil armstrong he manually landed on the moon he did he was like that, ro- that robot is by the way when they're doing that when they're like touching down on the moon all the all the sensors and the and the beep 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 beep. They had like a thousand sensors going off because there was some problem with the computer because it's a 1969 computer. So they had all these warnings, right? That the computer on the on the lander and the computer at, at NASA they were all they were all jacked. So they're landing and they're, you know, all these things are going up beep 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 beep. And they're trying to land on the moon. And Neil Armstrong is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> he just takes control and he lands manually okay so, so they landed on the moon well okay yeah so it was so dangerous and the beep- beep beeps were going off and then neil was like give me the joystick or whatever and then he he gets him on the moon and then uh now it's it's time to, it's <laughs> it's time to like we landed at the wrong spot it's time to to deplane is this even the moon they just we're they the actually wrong. they went they
0: are we on the alleged moon
1: Uh it's it's looked looks like Spain they just they just went halfway around the world so yeah Neil Neil got them there before I get into the into all of the Neil stuff we're our third hero of this uh of this one of the best days in the history of science humankind you name it Phil Collins we have we have Buzz Aldrin oh from Toy Story Edwin (laughs) as Edwin Buzz Aldrin Edwin uh, Aldrin is a great story. He is, uh, he is a West Point guy. He is a mechanical engineer. He is definitely 100% the brainiest of the bunch. He's Air Force guy. Uh, he uh, had something like 60-something combat missions in Korea. He shot down at least that we know of two MiGs. I think they were MiG-15s. So he's like combat flyer guy for yeah, sure.
0: Uh, on, side note here, sidebar. Uh, the Korean War Cyber-nive. was one of the, was uh, actually a large w- like we didn't want to send troops in, so a lot of the conflict between like Russia, like Russian MIGs and U.S. Air Force was was these air dogfights, and that's where we really got to see like U.S. Air Force capabilities, U.S. jets against Russian jets, and that's really yep. the last time we've seen it.
1: Yeah, we don't need to make this episode about Vietnam War, China Square. We we know Korean every, War, every, <laughs> any any of the other wars, right?
0: <laughs> so, okay, sorry. So, so he I was saw a pilot. You,
1: you were gonna go from Korea War to Vietnam because everything for you is about Vietnam War. I get it. Right, so mm-hmm. right, so so he's a real deal pilot, right? Also, uh, Edwin Buzz Aldrin, PhD in uh, astronautics from oh, uh, from that a, a little made up. Oh yeah, yeah. He got it from uh, from an online university. No,
0: University of Phoenix. Oh,
1: he, nope. He went to MIT. He got his PhD from MIT. This guy is super brilliant guy.
0: What is that? Some small school up in Yeah, Missouri?
1: you know, it's like correspondence. It's a lot of uh, you know, just uh, mailing in mailing in your exams. They don't really have grades at MIT. It's just like um like. Three thumbs up versus two thumbs up and so um also he so he wrote this uh his thesis for his phd by the way was called the guidance techniques for manned orbital rendezvous and that okay. earned him the nickname at nasa doctor rendezvous <laughs> Old rough oh <laughs> old old doctor rough whatever uh yeah so the the doctor rendezvous nickname by the way i'm not aware of nicknames for neil or for michael collins uh, uh i'll probably put that on on the follow-up list but yeah buzz had buzz had a nickname buzz already he was like hey man you can just call me buzz mm-hmm. i mean i'm a badass fighter pilot i shot down a bunch of people in korean war not vietnam war and uh you know i have a phd from mit if i'm like i'm kind of a badass from head to toe man call me buzz and they're like <laughs> okay doctor rendezvous because of your thesis also there was there was a theory online about like that uh I don't know if you know the Shauna Square back in the day almost all the astronauts were like marriage whatever and they all had mistresses and their girlfriends and everything it was like Mad Men you know the mm-hmm. show Mad Men where they all have yeah. like mistresses and girlfriends. apparently that, don't know anything about that right. that's, but- uh, that's the uh, these peep, these men back then they were disgusting and they were just like hey girls woo and so
0: yeah,
1: they who made, likes like, there, them there was right? a <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke that the doctor rendezvous thing was because he was having so many rendezvous it was a double entendre it was like they were making fun of the fact that he was a phd like oh he's so brainy and they and they made a, a joke about like oh the rendezvous with all the women and everything so uh Buzz, he was the he he was the first guy. I mean, the first guy. I think he was the only guy ever. He took communion on the moon. He was a he's, he's kind of oh, a kind of religious guy. He said that later he regretted it because uh, and they didn't broadcast it. Oh, by the way, also Sean Esquire, you can put on follow up. There was some lawsuit with Apollo Eight, and that they had said, "Hey, man, we're not doing any religious stuff when it comes to." once you leave the Earth this is the beauty part once you leave Earth it's all about humanity right yeah. there's no religion there's no color there's no sexual preference anything like that it's not about gay you or as
0: gay as you want
1: black dude. or no no it's just about humanity right like even the astronauts they had um they had their own thing for uh, their own memorial that they left behind for the fallen astronauts not the fallen American astronauts. This is the fallen American astronauts, the fallen How Russia, did they fall Russian... if
0: there's no gravity?
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. For the the astronauts and the cosmonauts, so it's Russian okay. cosmonauts, for all the people involved in getting humanity beyond Earth that had passed away, they left a memorial there. So even though, you know, we're we're locked in a in a cold war with Russia at the time, definitely locked in a space race, that America was very, 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 very much losing that they said, we're, we're leaving behind this memorial for everyone that has died in the name of, of space exploration. And then he, and then buzz had later on, he he had expressed remorse about doing the communion thing because then it's like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm kind of highlighting Christianity. And that's not, that's not what, that's not what the leaving earth is about. And also for buzz, he, uh, he wrote, two autobiographies return to Earth in 1973 he also wrote one in 2009 called Magnificent Desolation mm-hmm. so Neil first first to the moon right mm-hmm. one small step for man oh by the way there's also a debate about whether he said a man or whether he said man they, they think that there was some static there's a whole debate about online about that
0: I've only ever heard <sighs> of man
1: it makes more sense with man, but anyway, uh, Buzz, you know he's number two. He's pretty noteworthy. What was his first uh, first words there on the moon? Hello. Where's the bar? <laughs> Buzz gets on the moon and he's just like. Who's a loser now, Dad?
0: <laughs> Suck it you, K. Sorry, last one. I swear. I just last one.
1: It's, it's probably second to last one. Third to thoughts. Third okay. to the, maybe so. <laughs> you know, the first guy does it. He makes it all historic, and he says this like a uh, humankind, you know, thing. The second guy. It doesn't really matter, right? He could say right, what he, no. he could say what he wants. He's
0: like, Luke, I am your father.
1: <laughs> he could step off, he could be like, Go Astros. <laughs> he could <laughs> say whatever he wants. So what he what he does what he does say, he gets off, you know, he's number two on the moon and he says, Beautiful view. And then he says to Neil, he says, Isn't it? and then uh and then neil says something to the effect neil Neil armstrong is so a winner winner of all the shut uh, up loser <laughs> <Get> that.
0: <laughs> that's I what talk, i imagine it going down i
1: do talk to number two <laughs> why would i talk to you i'm already I'm number, number one, one. <laughs> <laughs> number one why, go pick up some rocks and shut up <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> For whatever reason, Neil Armstrong is still smoking a cigarette on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he just flakes a cigarette. Flicks a cigarette at <laughs> Buzz. He's like, go write some more science nerd papers. I landed us here. <laughs> I didn't use the robot lander. I don't know how he's smoking a cigarette with his helmet on, but he's doing it. <laughs> He just flicks a cigarette in the face of Buzz. He's like, no one cares what you have to say. (laughs) Why are you you talking? (laughs) No one cares. (laughs) (laughs) Little known known fact, everyone. (laughs) Buzz Buzz Aldrin was the first one on the moon to get a wedgie. (laughs) Neil Neil walked over. He was like, look how beautiful the earth is. Got you. (laughs) clunk <laughs> clunk and just wedged, he just wedgie buzz on the moon he hung him on the doorknob of the moon launcher thing by his underwear he was like got you that's it <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, like do your do your communion now stupid
0: <laughs> i can visualize all of this
1: yeah, Neil Armstrong. And Phil Collins
0: starts playing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Mike Collins is going around the moon. He's coming in here tonight. <laughs> he's like, What are you guys doing? No, stop fighting. <laughs> and Neil Armstrong has Buzz in the headlock. And he's like, say, say, say that you're the worst. Say that you're the worst. Whatever. <laughs> That's what uh that's what, that's the real moon conspiracy, by the oh, way, everyone.
0: We're gonna have to cut like fifteen minutes of
1: this. <laughs> it's fine. Oh my god. I just finished up on my on my buzz backs over here. I'm trying to get through this. But the oh, old Neil, for whatever reason, Sean Esquire turned him into he turned into the O'Doyle rules of the moon missions. Mm-hmm. That Neil was just walking around, he's like Look how beautiful the Earth is, pow! And he like punches, buzzing the balls. He's like, "Got you!" It's <laughs> what the moon Buzz. I don't know why Neil Armstrong was smoking so many cigarettes on the moon and just flicking them in the wind like a cool dude. So, <laughs> did they yeah. make it back? <laughs> they probably made it back. No one, no one knows for sure. By the way, I had all these other things, but I do want to throw in buzz buzz aldrin first guy to pee on the moon but now i'm worried that he peed his pants because neil armstrong was beating him up when hey, how did he pee on the moon hey pete he peed in his spacesuit.
0: oh he, okay yeah. <laughs> so, so wait buzz is like hey guess what uh, Armstrong, <laughs> I just peed on the first man <laughs> to pee on the moon, and Armstrong's like, "I just shit myself." <laughs> so uh, I just won up you again. I
1: just made out with your mom on the moon when you were <laughs> looking. Why did my mom get up here? Just punches him in the balls again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah which is why i think the moon landing has a bunch of conspiracies to it oh my
1: god holy hell oh man i'm i apologize profusely to the uh, to the buzz aldrin family everyone at nasa i'm and, curious uh, to,
0: i can't wait to listen to this back completely sober
1: holy <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact he peed in his first one to pee and he did communion and, and all of that also by the way uh, from from the uh, from Michael Collins, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin still alive, still alive, still buzzing. At the age of ninety three. He's still he's still buzzing around. I think I read earlier today. I was trying to send you some stuff. I think he just got married. He just got he married. Like, he just got married in the last year. He's still telling, he's just like milking that moon story like I, i went to the moon i did communion oh, I, I, I i did communion i was he's just getting all the first that he can he was like oh, oh, well you know what uh, i wasn't the first but i was first for communion and uh, the first to pee i did the first peeing there I, that was me and so like all, he was at that point just grasping at any first he was like uh uh p p i'll do p <laughs> so they get they get back they go do rocks and stuff they get all that uh, Neil and Buzz first spacewalk ever, two and a half hours, and they uh, they go get rocks and whatever else. They oh they plant the flag, that'll come in handy later. <laughs> Talk <made> about love. <laughs> get, yeah. By the way, if anybody if you're not aware, the U.S. put a flag uh, on the moon, 1969, July 1969. So the moon, even though India is going there with rovers and China has a rover or whatever, <clears throat> uh, India has one rover. The other one went missing or whatever that you know people That's people fair. mess things people mess things up sometimes sometimes you try to go to mars and your rover is smashed and gone and then you have to ask nasa to find it
0: hashtag brilliant. 10 years
1: later right, Sorry, yeah, last so one god god save the queen <laughs> second last one maybe ish and then uh so yes so then they get to the they they got the rocks and they did the flag and then they did the plaque they left the famous plaque and let's let's take a minute but we've had some shits and giggles. That's fine. The plaque left on the moon. This is a solemn moment, everyone. So uh, watch your P's and Q's. The plaque on the moon says, "Here, men from planet Earth, first step foot upon the moon, July 1969 AD. We came in peace for all mankind. And that's the three astronauts who were signed there. Obviously, it's a it's a plaque. So it's not like a like a marker signature. And then uh, Richard Nixon is also on there, which is, Dick. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, old, old tricky Dick is there. Uh, and then oh, also there was a there was a call from Richard Nixon to the to the astronauts. So we'll, we'll we'll get into that. And then so then they go back to the they go back to the Eagle, right? Remember, there's the there's the Columbia, which is which is going around, and then there's the uh, then there's the, uh, the the Eagle. The Eagle landed. That's the that's the thing. So buzz and neil they got to get on the eagle they got to blast off to the to the um to mike collins situation when they get on the uh, the launch button is jacked something happened they they don't know whether it was they think it was like the bulky suits or whatever they have to use a pin they have to use a part of a pin so that they can get the launch button so they don't get trapped on the moon forever also years and years later that they had asked Mike Collins about like, oh, Michael Collins, you're going around the moon and these guys are on the moon. They didn't know they were going to make it. There was a possibility that those guys that, I say those guys, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, they were going to die on the moon. And then Michael Co- Mike Collins was just going to be like, okay, uh, so
0: See I guess I'll just
1: go back to Earth without you guys. And he, <laughs> he had like contemplated suicide. He was like, if they die on the moon, then I gotta go back to Earth without without Neil Armstrong, without Buzz Aldrin, and uh, Buzz Aldrin uh, he, he peed himself on the moon. Like he says, like I'm the first one to, to to like he could have just been scared pissless. Like we don't know. he like I planned this. I planned to be the first one. They'd be like he he's just like oh my god I'm on the moon P- pee just pees and <laughs> Anyway, so there was a whole story about Michael Collins. It's just like yeah these guys die, my friends die on the moon, my my moon partners, they down on the moon. I got to go back to the earth without my partners. Like maybe, maybe I just like kill myself out here. And then he's like, no, 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 I won't kill myself. I'll just go back to earth and then earth will hate me. He, he was completely convinced like, oh, they might die. And then I got to go back to earth without them. And then all of earth will be like, it's your fault. So these are all the, the thought processes of, of everyone that was involved. But yeah, they did make it back. Like I said, only eight days in space coming on back to Earth July the 24th splash there they go in the Pacific Ocean and then they get back to Earth and they're like hey man it's time to go party Earth time nope wrong no you went to space man it's 1969 we don't know what kind of space aids you have you're going to go in quarantine right No, I think it's great that they um, that they like let them splash down in the ocean and they were like uh, oh yeah take that ocean and then they were like oh it's quarantine so (laughs) then uh so then they they put them in quarantine right quarantine was supposed to be 21 days i don't know how they landed on that
0: oh you know because three it takes three weeks for you to get all the space aids out
1: <laughs> that's that's sound science uh they they said so they did 20 day 21 days in quarantine uh but they they counted the days in space so 18 days in quarantine also they did quarantine with these mice <laughs> these little oh. mice and so just imagine you went to space right you did all this buzz aldrin peed himself and tried tried
0: they probably used the mice to test like are they non-radioactive
1: no that's the thing is so they're in this quarantine with the mice and every day you look at the mice and you're like oh man if one of those mice dies, then we're next. <laughs> just every day. I, lo- I love you, Mouse. It's you and two dudes, right, in this small quarantine thing. You, two dudes, and a bunch of mice. I don't know how many mice it was. And every day. <laughs> 80, 80 You're in there. You were just looking at those mice night and day. <laughs> You're like probably not sleeping a lot. You were probably, they feeding
0: them or were they eating the mice? No,
1: they have to feed the mice. This is like the olden days where you put the canary in the in the coal mine and then they would carry canaries in the coal mine and the canary would die and they're like, "Oh man, there's oh,
0: There's yeah, too there's, poisonous. There's
1: dangerous fumes here. <laughs> yeah you've been inhaling them also just the canary died before you did (laughs) run run back they stuck they stuck mike collins neil armstrong buzz aldrin in quarantine with these mice and they were like yeah man just stare at these mice for 18 days and just cross your fingers and hope you don't die of space aids or moon aids or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's what they did and then they they, of course they got out of quarantine and they went on a big world tour and there, there was a there was a whole uh, a whole to do, um, so yeah, yay for America and 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 yay for science and
0: suck it, Great Britain. I mean, <coughs> hey, hey, hey! hey sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm too uh, Belgian to beers deep, we and... to
1: be... we're gonna ded- You know what? I'm on follow up, Sean Esquire, you and I. I'm gonna dedicate right now. We're gonna have a british beer like a boddington's i'm gonna i'm gonna probably go boddington's let's put it on the list we've hey british friends we've really kind of <laughs> really, really hammered to, on you it's not our fault about the revolution and your man your rover and your uh you know we were
0: it, born it, here not, y'all like, eat weird food it's not, it's not our, my fault
1: sorry that our food is so delicious and your food is fish and chips or whatever we we love we love you British friends we really do we, you know I'm sorry tough tough but break there I love on the business.
0: Latvian and Belgian friends much better because they listen to the podcast
1: that's but, true wait we've been at this for a while do we don't have any Brits well, no, I don't think we're no. I don't think we're helping our I don't think Lot, we're helping Latvia, our British audience.
0: Belgian and weird man on the lake up in mm. Kansas are no leading that's not true
1: No, no, we have some Nigerian friends. Well, and um... I'm just
0: saying, I'm just saying leading the pack.
1: Oh, leading the pack for sure.
0: Yeah. We have no Japanese listeners.
1: I mean, listen, British friends. I'm just saying by not liking and subscribing, all you're doing is contributing to the stereotype that Brits don't have a sense of humor. So don't Mm -hmm. do that. Don't don't be your, your own worst enemy here, right? We've seen Benny Hill... We know you guys have a sense of humor somewhere, somewhere in there. So, what's that guy? The um, <clears throat> the the rush? Oh, the uh, Ricky Gervais guy? Yeah, he's he's. Funny. Oh yeah,
0: The Office. Yeah,
1: he's mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely funny. I All cannot right. talk about I cannot talk about the moon stuff. We we cannot talk about the moon stuff, unfortunately, without talking about moon conspiracy, moon hoax stuff. Now,
0: the moon I is am- made of cheese. <laughs>
1: really think there's a moon out there stupid idiot you <laughs> really buying buy into that you believe um, there's one moon?
0: <laughs>
1: i'm a science guy i grew up as a science nerd as a kid i love science i grew up loving space for god's sakes i had oh yeah i had you know the challenger hanging from my ceiling and and uh and and you name it like i'm, I'm a physician we all
0: wanted to be stretch armstrong
1: yeah. <laughs> i mean like emotionally or spirit spiritually that was the guy that
0: that walked on the moon right
1: (laughs) with very 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 long strides
0: he walked with job of the hut
1: sean esquire and i uh we touched base throughout the week or so about like uh what's going on with the research on on this topic or this topic or whatever and i had said to him uh, in the last week i said well Of course, I I was (laughs) having a great time doing moon stuff. And it's like, but I can't do moon stuff without getting into moon conspiracy, moon, moon hoax stuff. Listen, we have said this many, many times. I will say this until my dying day. I am a fan of conspiracies. Sean Esquire is a fan of conspiracies. We are happy to discuss conspiracies and entertain conspiracy and all, all that. I do not believe every conspiracy, okay? I like to hear people tell me about Bigfoot sometimes and he's like an inner dimensional being and goes from whatever dimension to whatever. Dim- you know, I don't believe any of that, everyone. I want you, <laughs> I want you to know that. It's, it's just because I like to hear things. Now, conversely, I can tell you as a medical fact, that John F. Kennedy was not killed from a bullet from behind. You don't get brains blown onto the trunk of a car from a bullet from behind. Okay, so the kill shot for Kennedy, and not to mention, and we'll do this when we get to Kennedy stuff. But um, I actually used to hang out with one of the doctors that was there at Presbyterian on on the day that Kennedy was brought in. Oh, so, pretty anyway. <laughs> that's pretty That's going to take some pretty strong smelling salts. Uh, so yeah, there are conspiracies that I enjoy. There are conspiracies that I don't enjoy. There's conspiracies that I believe there's conspiracies. That I don't believe and I want to put on the record right now regarding the moon hoax conspiracy. I do not believe it. And I have friends that say emphatically, these are, by the way, we know educated, excellent people, family, people that just say, Hey, we've never been to the moon and that's fine. We we get that. We you don't have to agree with everyone all the time. But uh, I I am a science guy and I from my perspective not my perspective, from my end, everything. Yeah, we we've been there. And listen, all of the moon hoax this and everything, it's been done. It's been done to death. You can get online and uh, even um I think even Joe Rogan back in the day was like, Oh, well, we've never been there. Meeting other man. And then <laughs> he probably did not go to the moon, and he probably beat up the moon. <laughs> and, then, and so even even uh, even Joe Rogan is uh, I, that I think he's done a, a total 180 and he's like, oh yeah, we went to the moon. And he talked to Neil Tyson Degrassi and God knows who else so enough. He talked to enough educated people that it's, that had said yes. Now that being said, I'll just cover a few of them because I will say this. there's one or two when you get into the moon hoax, whatever that i feel are really enticing and they're really like okay wait a minute and there's like for myself personally there's one or two that back in the day gave me pause and i was just and i just thought okay this doesn't really hold a lot of water so the whole fake moon thing came from this guy from from the get-go pe- there were a number of people that were like oh we didn't go to the moon in hollywood studio whatever there was a guy named bill casing way back then and, uh, he wrote a bunch of books. He wrote a, he wrote one, a book called, um, <laughs> the Robin, Robin Hood handbook. <laughs> he wrote a bunch of books, but one of the books he wrote was a book called, we never went to the moon. It's an 80 page book It's self published. You had to get it through the mail. That's how credible, <laughs> that's how credible it was. And so he was the first real, real deal publishing guy that kind of got people saying, oh, we didn't go. And, and on top of that, he walked, he worked at a company. Called a uh, rocket dyne, which developed the um, the, the Atlas small rocket.
0: Small Dyer in Santa Fe.
1: That's the one. Uh, this is uh, so. These were the rockets that were that they were trying to use to go to the moon before the Saturn rockets. So he worked on the Atlas rockets, and he was just like, "There's no way that we can go to the moon because these rockets are dumb. They don't work. They, yeah, they don't work. That's why they had to use the Nazi rocket, the Saturn rocket, and then." um so from him he put all the stuff out and it's really really ridiculous like i said it's 80 pages and just goes on and on about like uh, well there's no way that we could do it because the odds were against us he doesn't have any real evidence of any kind in the book whatsoever one of the things was the blast crater right there's no there's no blast crater there the lander doesn't have a blast crater so two or three things and again all of this stuff is online it's all been covered ad nauseum it's a done deal the, there's no blast crater because the lander doesn't go straight down right neil takes control and he, he he swoops in so it's not like a straight down plus uh he's not like blasting the he's <laughs> not a blasting thing he's trying to take the thrusters down to zero so there's almost no thruster he goes uh when he when he goes down and there's no um there's no atmosphere by the way so because there's no atmosphere and then on top of that there is actually a little bit of a blast crater for all of those things I've described, considering there is no atmosphere and there's no this and there's no that. Uh, the, the engines were powered down, everything there is. Uh, a lot of people, they will reference the Stanley Kubrick um, sort of thing. There's a, there's a documentary. It Again, all these things are fascinating. There's uh, this thing called Room 237. It's about how... Stanley Kubrick was giving all these hints about like how the moon landings were faked and he was involved and they did it on a sound stage in Hollywood and room 237. It's fascinating. It's, you know, it has funny parts and it's interesting, but it's not, you know, we went already. One of the big ones for me as a science guy was the Van Allen belts. Uh, So way, way back in the day, I thought there's no way that you can go to the moon because Van Allen belts have radiation and blah, blah, blah. And all these things and by the way like the first thing that the us put up in space it was because of that van, the van allen team van allen guy and without getting into too many details just quickly the van allen belts there are two donuts right just outside of the earth obviously and they and they thought oh this the the reason those belts are there they're created by the earth's magnetic fields and they have just a truckload of of radiation and everything else from the uh from the sun there's no way to go through them and then you get radiation you're gonna die you're gonna you're gonna thousand percent you're gonna die so here's a couple of things on the van allen belts and again this was one of the only ones way back in the day where i thought it was legit i thought well you really can't explain away the van allen belts guess again yes you can so there there are two donuts one's very close to the earth the other one's further out The two or three big things was that one was, there's the, what's, it's measured in rads in terms of the amount of radiation. So 200 plus rads, you get radiation sickness, and then 300 rads, one hour, you're basically dead. So the biggest thing was the the trajectory, the the route, the route that the Apollo missions took was the most minimal amount of, of rads radiation that they could be exposed to at the end of the day, in terms of, like I said, 200 plus was radiation sickness, 300 is 300 rads in one hour. You're dead for sure. The Apollo mission was something like 20 rads. If, if that, and they have shielding on top of that. So it's not like they're just going through the rads, like naked, like, oh no, no, radiation. So they had shielding in their, in their 1969 technology. They did. And they just weren't there long enough to to get it. Now, solar flares probably would have done them in, but there there were no solar flares. So the Van Allen belts, that thing's done. Then there was the the talk about the flag. The flag conversation's been done a million times. There's a rod in the flag. It's not blowing in the wind because there's no wind on Mars. It's just that's the rod that's there. And then so all of this moon hoax BS had been put to death, right? put away. Then in 2001, Fla- Fox, in its infinite wisdom, it cranked out this thing called We Never Landed on the Moon. Sean Esquire, are you, are you familiar with this? this oh, uh,
0: yeah. They did it in a studio over in California. Well, there were shadows. There was shadows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: man. Look out. Come on, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so the whole like moon, thing, moon hoax thing had pretty much been put to bed. And then 2001, Fox puts that out, that we never landed on the moon thing. And so then it creates this whole resurgence of... Yeah, that's anything. where I'm
0: like, why do you think Tom Hanks was going there? doesn't uh, make any sense.
1: Well, well, he almost went there and then they had to...
0: Yeah, they had to back out. They had to create something. the oxygen thing to breathe. Uh, no, they're all just wrong. We, we went to the moon. I have no so
1: idea. the... Uh, I, I don't know and if you this know what? guy...
0: When we win the lottery, you and I are going to the moon and we're going to take a photo on my iPhone that says whatever the plaque says, and then you're going to piss your suit and I'm going <laughs> to laugh and then we'll get back on the, the launcher and, and get out of there.
1: We'll have to be, I mean, there's there's not a lot left, right? In terms of like, I'll be the first person to- Oh no, there's to a to whole moon there. Project i'm just saying like buzz peed himself i'll be like oh, i'm the first person that projectile vomited on the moon like right. how many different like you know or orifices can-
0: we're the first people <laughs> to play croquet on the moon
1: so i don't know it was the guy this know, quote unquote film producer guy uh bart siebel that that did this uh we never went to the moon we never landed on the moon thing from 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 fox but uh, Buzz Aldrin, I think it was uh, 2000, 2002, 2003. You, you can see the clip online. It's so great. Buzz Aldrin's like 72 years old at this time, right? And this guy does he tries to do this gorilla journalism kind of thing and he he accosts uh, Buzz. He sets, this, uh, sets up this whole thing and he says, "Hey, come to this Beverly Hill Hotel. It's, it's about like you talking about the moon, to these Japanese children's show or whatever. And then Buzz shows up and this guy's like, like, you know, shoving a Bible in his face. He's like, swear on the Bible that you went to the moon, swear on it right now. And then, and then he tells Buzz, he says, you're a coward and you're a liar. And remember Buzz Aldrin, he's a fire pilot. He's ex, he's ex-military. He smashes this guy in the face. He punches, he punches this guy right in the face. and and by the way it's all on film and and the cops and the district attorney no one gives a shit they're like oh yeah that's assault and they're like it's Buzz Aldrin man he peed himself on the moon no one cares so no one is taking Buzz Aldrin to court smashing that guy in the face and regarding the moon hoax right they have moon rocks by the way I don't know if anyone knows that they got like Hundreds of pounds of moon rocks that you can check out in fact one of them is called the Genesis rock It's very famous. It's like they've done all the all the research on it. It's the oldest rock ever known People talk about like oh, how did Nixon call the people to the moon? I mean that's been explained up and down and so again all of this stuff is online. You can look it up Um, Yeah, we went to the moon we did and uh, if and and if we didn't by the way if we didn't go to the moon Russia was watching night and day forever and ever so if anyone i mean you talk about like russia and ukraine and russia and and the um the missile that took down the plane and things like that if anyone was on board to say hey america you're full of it russia would have and could have done it a thousand times over never mind all the things about like the radio broadcast and the thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of engineering and i mean at what point you're like just Hey man, we win. Okay. So you want moon rocks? We got moon rocks. You want, and they get into, Oh man, you got to look at the pictures and the shadows and look at the light. I mean, come on. Hey man, there's a sea on that rock there. And like, that's an eyelash. That's an eyelash from whoever was developing those pictures. And like, yeah, man, but, but look at the, like, look at the, what, any argument that you're going to make, you can just look at a thousand different things online and they're going to explain to you why we went period done deal that's it yeah so i have current events to talk about unless you want to add something i'm very actually excited about current events before we God. get into this uh
0: yeah get into it now because i'm about to pass out
1: oh shit! i'm <laughs> sorry man i'm sorry i overdid i got excited about moon stuff can i can i say oh, well okay listen everyone you don't know this we're we're doing beer stuff somebody uh who will remain a nameless decided to do beer and whiskey stuff i think that might was, be was possibly. it wasn't me I... <laughs> sometimes people pee themselves on the moon sometimes pee them <laughs> pee themselves on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay very quickly i will say john esquire i'm very upset that you're making me rush to this this was the biggest story in the last you know Hundred thousand years of Congress. There's not hundred thousand. Uh, kind of. It's the biggest story in the history of congressional hearings ever. Ever, we had a congressional hearing this last week. Do you know about this? We had a congressional hearing this last week where they came out and said, "I know." He of, said,
0: "Oh, we found an alien, we, but didn't, aliens didn't provide any proof." We,
1: so, okay, we have three military dudes like badasses right the main one is this guy okay. named david david grush right or grush david grush he he is a, he's a fairly young gentleman he's 36 he is from the national geospatial agency he's a chief intelligence officer so he's no schmuck at all um and he, he basically he has the civilian equivalency of a full bird colonel and he was a, i think he was an air force guy before everything as well uh yeah he's former former air force and so he is a whistleblower and he has come out he said we have these alien um these uh they call them non-human
0: biological life
1: biologics biologics biologicals uh that um you know that the us has had these programs going back to the 1930s one thing in the last week or so that i've learned is that they're not saying ufos anymore they're saying unidentified anomalous phenomenon UAPs. They're rebranding. I don't know. Yeah. I think, well, okay, I think they're rebranding because the UFOs carries that whole, like, hey, man, I saw something, and it was not swamp gas. So I think they're getting away from that. But the fact of the matter is, is that they had a congressional hearing. They had three major deal military guys. One of the guys was from, um, there was Ryan Ryan uh, Graves from the Navy. He's a Navy pilot. And then there's a uh, David uh, uh uh Frivor, he's a he's also a pilot so these guys are not like uh hey man i, I live out in the field and i saw something these are heavy duty high-ranking guys
0: did they the provide why pictures
1: they the reason why i i bring up david grush the short answer is yes they provided so they they reference what's called skiffs many many times ski okay. so skiffs are called sensitive or the skiffs are sensitive uh cart uh compartmental-
0: or compartmentalized information
1: Yeah, Inf- information facilities thank you yes mm-hmm. so they they can't say everything in a congressional hearing but they can say listen we'll cover that at this at the skiff we'll cover that at the skiff and on Why top not of that say it? david grush had said i've i've already provided that information via the whistleblower act of blah 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 so a lot of that stuff he did a lot of the media said well they didn't provide this and they didn't provide that and they didn't provide proof wrong 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 he did provide that stuff he provided it via the skiff and he provided it via you know all these other things so he can't come out right and say it right outright because he'll probably get shot and and actually on top of that he
0: is just say it
1: Yeah, he had he had covered, you know, about all the uh, all the threats and everything else like that. So from this hearing, before we wrap it up here, I'm going to say from the hearing number one, that they had said, Yes, uh, we have these programs. Yes, we know about these. um, These are not uh, aircraft from the earth at all. There's no way. There's no way in heck they're from the earth. And also that they have recovered. Bodies alien. I mean, they just just say alien bodies. I don't know why they have to change UFOs to UAPs and and all the rest of it. But uh, yes, so these were enormous, enormous revelations. These guys are not uh, like schmucks from the middle of nowhere. These guys are all heavy duty military guys. Uh, David Grush was the main whistleblower. He was a, a head, uh head intelligence officer. He had interviewed over 40, um, over 40 uh people uh, again high ranking people regarding what they saw the david uh, frover had had covered the uh, tiktok tick tack tick tack ufo uh which again there's been many reports of that and so he's not the first one either and it just goes on and on and on and on the the list goes on and on about like everything that they have and everything that's been done so i understand that the us or whoever that they want to conceal as much as they can. And at the end of the day, basically, they're saying, well, we don't know what we're dealing with. So we don't want to, we don't want to uh, admit that we don't know what we're dealing with. Let me give you maybe the best soundbite absolutely in the last week or two, maybe one of the best congressional hearing soundbites in the history of congressional soundbites. national Ge- geospatial agency chief intelligence officer and it's on the record so now congress has to do something the military has to do something i'm sure the pentagon will to do something the other the other one of the last things i'm going to throw in on this i watched those hearings i watched all those con- congressional hearings have been a u ufo believer forever and one or two of the things that came out was that uh the pentagon has not been able to pass an audit in over five years and it that's just like common sense out there oh by the way also the pentagon cannot account for something like 60 percent of its assets so yeah that's one thing that they, they literally it was like a one-liner that they just glazed over so anyway that's uh, that's what we're dealing with now very exciting times
0: yeah you know i'll believe it when i see it that's kind of my thinking yeah i I want to see photos. I want to. Yeah, they have
1: Yeah, they have radar. They have radar showing They they have plenty of online, like from the Mexican Air Force, from the Canadian Air Force, from the Israeli Uh, Air Force.
0: Allegedly.
1: Right. So they have things that are like swooping in and swooping out. And, you know, there's plenty of video footage and radar footage. And so when people say like, oh, there's nothing, it's just like hearsay. That's not true. There's plenty of actual real life data that people can look at
0: hmm. uh,
1: unexplained
0: I guess we'll see all right um, should we get to our last point in here Dr. Blonde, to wrap this up
1: I am I'm excited about the the last point and I don't know if I remember what it was
0: uh what are you watching
1: uh, Shannon <laughs> uh, Squire showing me his, his awesome shirt
0: I saw a little movie oh yeah uh, on Monday I took off Barbie
1: Monday. Yeah, tell us about Barbie.
0: Yeah, no, I went to see Oppenheimer. Uh, it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I'm going I'm going in the next week or so, so no spoilers for sure. Yeah,
0: I, I'll tell you this. They build a bomb. <laughs> it works. Um, but the storyline behind it, and I know you said, oh, I sent you something in the mail. I'm not going to tell you what it is i actually ordered two books on the atomic bomb and i know we covered the atomic bomb last week but uh oppenheimer
1: sent you something way more fun than a book but go ahead yeah okay
0: oppenheimer was absolutely fantastic at this point i'm I'm like just just give the awards out Hmm great acting silly you
1: you saw the real deal imax because you said there's only like there's only like a handful of 19 theaters theaters
0: in the united states that show the actual film so they shot oppenheimer in imax film meaning the cameras had the actual film in it and then there's 19 theaters across the united states that will actually show the movie with the film role so it was interesting because there's a guy that came out from the movie theater and read out this script of like, oh, you are seeing Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter IMAX film. There's only 19 theaters showing it in this. There are no, uh, I guess, trailers beforehand. And because- Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not a digital version, so they don't add in a bunch of trailers. It's, hey, this movie is starting in five minutes. You get the IMAX uh, screen that says, you know, IMAX and then immediately it goes into the movie and fantastic Sound highly and... highly recommend it.
1: was it like too loud and too much bright and the burn no. out of your retinas from the explosions and everything
0: I, I'm not gonna spoil it I can't okay. wait till you okay. see the bomb okay. drop scene I'm
1: gonna go I'm gonna go to the because there's just Dallas and San Antonio for Texas right yes. for the, I, yeah. yeah there's
0: a Dallas one a San Antonio one and the theater was absolutely silent when the bomb dropped okay and i think that added to it because you're like holy shit like right this is it like this is what you the- think,
1: do you think i should invite any of my japanese friends
0: no definitely no not. okay uh, no i just it's thought
1: not- maybe they maybe they would like you know hey this is you know this no. is history everybody it, likes history
0: it, it doesn't mm-hmm. show the bomb drop over Japan it shows the test. I, I, uh, anyway,
1: okay. I don't need all the I don't need okay. spoilers there
0: I, I, <laughs> let, me, let me back this up did you see Charlie Wilson's war yeah absolutely yeah okay I so Tom, Tom
1: Hanks Tom Hanks again <laughs> yes
0: so in Oppenheimer you get a lot of the backstory uh Washington backstabbing political stuff and I know the movie's three hours long, but that's why it's important. Like, don't miss any part because the way the movie ends, and when you see the congressional hearings, you want to know all oh, the buildup.
1: Right. You know, I like to have I like to have a beer with my movie. A couple, like, I gotta I gotta sit there for three hours. I gotta pee in my spacesuit, like Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> I
0: know. What I would tell you is, if you have to pee, wait until you see they build. Los Alamos that's no yeah, just tell
1: me case. just tell me the part where I can go that's because I'm secret. gonna if they don't serve beer in the theater I'm gonna I'm, yeah. I'll probably when they, beer in. when
0: they start putting the bomb together and they start putting the the big pieces of it in
1: okay the the, the, ga- the gadget remember we covered we covered this the last gadget, episode.
0: yes go- I just thought
1: I was hope I was hopeful I could take a Japanese friend and then somewhere in the movie there would show like reconciliation And there would be like a rainbow and there would be like you know americans and japanese people holding hands and laughing and giggling and you know like like hey it's time for like there would be some you know uh,
0: you know now it's about about love
1: it's about humanity (laughs) i
0: i would tell you the storyline is great christopher nolan's direction fantastic
1: he's maybe one of the best directors ever
0: the uh the casting of the whole movie uh like seeing oppenheimer uh talk to and meet Einstein fantastic it's, it's I'm, I'm it's jealous so that good.
1: you can say Oppenheimer so easily after drinking. and I'm like you know so I get like seven beers of me and Oppenheimer just doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue very it, easily but it's you know I'm shirt. I'm going <laughs> I see that it's an awesome shirt
0: the, by the way shirt this shirt was supposed to be here by Monday and I was gonna wear what? it to the theater
1: <laughs> wow, dude. Man, you're a super fan. Okay. Well,
0: I have read quite no, a bit about I Truman know. I, and the bomb, I and I wanted to like take it all in.
1: We've got, you know, we've we've got a uh we've got a very strong possibility of a Hiroshima episode coming up. But you know what I want to do is I want to I want to do the IMAX thing that you did in the next week or so. Uh I'm bouncing around between Dallas Austin and San Antonio. Anyway, so once I get it, then we can do a spoiler alert episode and really, mm-hmm. really do it, and then just apologize to everyone. Hey, everybody, I don't think we're going to be getting to the Barbie stuff anytime soon. If anybody is waiting <laughs> on us on that, I think you're going to want to you're going to want to uh, you know yeah. stop waiting. So and I'm I'm, I'm going to wait until it comes out on streaming. I'm going to do some streaming Barbie because then all- I, then I can really get into it
0: i all preface this, the first atomic bomb was dropped August sixth. So the next episode we'll be right. covering it fully.
1: Oh, you wanna you wanna you wanna do that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well we are still working on getting special guests. We're gonna be doing that for sure. And well, I, I am have the website h- up. Oh, we do. Yes, absolutely oh, huge. Speaking huge of which,
0: Doctor Blom, you're gonna have to talk to the website developer because I saw the mm-hmm. uh, the the test site. Mm-hmm. We need a messaging. Let's put our our email on there so they can anybody can send us you know email messages.
1: If you want to email us, anybody, uh, I mean, definitely love mail. If you if you got hate mail, try you know, pump the brakes on that. Uh, yeah. Do we have sorry, a, UK doc doc law do we have that up yeah, and running
0: i think doc law podcast at gmail.com but I th- i'm hoping the website will have that
1: oh that's so. doc doc everybody doc law podcast at, at gmail gmail that we're we going to gmail you don't want mm-hmm. to do hotmail okay mm-hmm. we'll do gmail we'll do gmail.com <laughs> so anybody uh love mail hate mail i mean you know if you're going to send pictures don't make them too weird. I mean, make them kind of weird. I know. I know how people get after a couple drinks or whatever. But so just uh, I, I don't want to have to say this. We don't we don't want or need any any dick pics. I am a physician. If you have something wrong in your area, like this is not the place for it. Just go <laughs> sure, go sure see sure some. I Dr. Don't, I don't...
0: <laughs> <laughs> he wants to Please. see your weird work.
1: I don't please just keep your keep your weird your swimsuit area problems maybe go see a person that can lay eyes and lay hands if i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna charge you so much if you do that (laughs) like it won't be covered by your hmo if you bother me Send me your emails of your swimsuit area problems don't do that so we'd love to hear from the rest of you please tell us about your beer stories and everything else and we have our we do have our website is coming uh and uh, and also we got merch happening everybody get ready to participate in the sheer joy that is capitalism and then everyone can know that you are so fully informed regarding the real deal stories that we bring you regarding history and current events and all of uh, Sean's weird medical problems, all, all of it, that's uh, you know, is <laughs> Sean's LDL of 550, you know. So
0: Yeah, which one's a good cholesterol? <laughs> is that the HDL or the LDL?
1: You can't if you, Sean Esquire asked me one more question, I'm sending you a bill. <laughs> when was the last time you asked a lawyer a question and they didn't send you a bill? <laughs> all right. All right, everybody. This was uh, this was such a great episode, and and I'm so happy that, that Sean Esquire has been drinking whiskey. Yes, like half the episode. I wasn't looking. He was like, "Oh, you're gonna do moon shit? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna blast <laughs> off myself into this
0: whiskey, out of this world."
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. I again, I apologize in advance that uh, we're we're both traveling through the summer, so we're trying to catch up. We will catch up we got great things coming. Like I said, uh, website, merch, you name it. Thank you so much for, for listening in. Our Belgium friends, so many British followers. We, love, we love you. God saves the, the king, right? Uh, yeah, the Lafayans, everybody. So uh, once again, thank you for joining in, and we look forward to, uh, to bringing you the next episode. Thank you, everyone.